0: We're here with Santiago Cardenas of Free Pizza F, White House Family. How's it going, Santiago? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. So yeah, I mean, I, mean, uh, I haven't seen you in probably <laughs> since like last year, but uh, yeah. yeah. Are you performing you
1: under the name F? No.
2: Well, uh, I did like one thing, I think, or two. No, just one at the the Food Masters show. Oh, yeah, that was was so much fun. Thanks to you guys, actually. It's the only show I've played here (laughs) since I moved back. (laughs) Um, Damn, that was so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. But I'm a little bit more of a wimp now than before. Like, my ears, I, like, worry about my hearing. So, like, I'm so sorry. During your set, I had to protect my hearing, and I didn't have earplugs, so I had to... Put my fingers in my ear, but I was trying to like rock out while I had my fingers in my ear. But I felt like an asshole. But I was like, I gotta protect my ears.
0: Yeah, no, I really totally good. respect that. That's yeah, good. respect to that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my hearing pretty pretty bad actually. I have like ringing in my ears yeah. uh, all the time, but it's not as bad on some days. But I don't blame you. And yeah, we we're, we're pretty loud.
2: It <laughs> yeah, was a fun time, though I had to cover my ears sometimes. In um Yeah, no, in I'm sorry, there's this band it. called Dayton. That's really sick. Oh yeah. And and I love them, but when they play, they play so loud. Their amps are so loud. So I have to do the same. I usually I just try to like watch like one or two songs and then I have to just like go outside because it's too loud for me. So I guess I'm I've become like kind of a wimp for shows. <laughs> yeah. I, I turned 30 this year.
0: Oh so. shit. Happy birthday. Thanks.
1: Yeah, happy birthday, dude!
0: Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, you mentioned date night that we saw them at. Uh, well, actually, we've seen them in Boston, but we saw them at Goner Fest in Memphis. Whoa. And, um, yeah, and I remember when we were in Memphis, we actually met. I, I forget who it was, but they said they saw free pizza in Memphis.
2: Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Yeah, with, I think we only really, we only played there like once. I think. I should, Where'd you play? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I read a bar. Um, damn it. I feel like it'll come to me at some point. Um,
0: Later, maybe.
2: Nope. No, I don't think it was that one. But it was if you said a couple names, I'm sure I'd, I'd be able to.
0: Um,
1: pick Someone can do yeah. a quick Google yeah. search.
0: Yeah. I, mm. I, I feel like I, I looked it up before when it was like this was like four years ago or so and I, or whenever it was I mm-hmm. looked it up, before, but I forgot. To, I just when you mentioned date night now I just thought of it that you know um, yeah yeah cool. yeah. I wish
2: we would have gotten to play there again, but I'm pretty
0: sure it was just that one time. Yeah, it's a fun city. Yeah. So are you originally from Miami?
2: Yeah. Well, I was born in Colombia. And then uh, my family moved to Miami when I was four. So I grew up in, um, in Miami. Um, okay. So I'm from Miami, I guess. I definitely if I went back to Columbia, people look at me like, who the fuck are you? You know, like I speak Spanish fluently, but if I'm there like people could definitely tell that I'm not someone who has ever lived there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. So I would claim Miami as my home, I guess. Okay. Did, did, yeah, and uh, did when did you meet uh, like, like Ben like Ben Katzman, like from uh, Fufu Re- Records and um, uh, and yeah and Jesus and, and funny, uh, well, all those cats.
2: I met Jesus in my history class in um in ninth grade in uh in high school we're from two different parts of miami but um both went to this art high school like a magnet school and since those pull from like all over the city um that was like when i first met him was in high school um and uh he was in a history class with me and i think like we had a group project and we um and we bonded over a, a childish joke where he pointed at some stain on like this is stupid now but I mean whatever. He pointed at one of us made the joke, can't remember who, at some stain it said protein stain and you know, so it's kind of like a childish humor and I was like, ah. And then <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty Nice. Pretty silly. Were you playing music at that were you playing music at that time? Um
2: kinda yeah. I had played
0: in this. Um Band, but
2: I was like, you know, I mean, I've never been like a real punk, but I mean I most certainly wasn't then. <laughs> you know, I was just like this like good kid. Um, but um I tried to play in like a punk band and stuff, and that was pretty cool. And Jesus was playing in his like sublime-esque, like kind of like reggae type ska band thing. Um, and we we had a video class together too. I think that was the first time we hung out, was because we um We made like this um, video for one of our first projects and we were just like we made like a skateboarding video where like anyone who skateboards will have maybe if you guys have ever skated you'll you'll know this experience of like you're rolling and you just like hear this terrible sound like this squeak sound and you like come crashing down because you've run over a tiny pebble Um, so we made a video about some guy tripping over this tiny pebble. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, we had a video, I took a couple of years of like TV production in our high school. We actually had a pretty like intense video program thing, but, uh, yeah, I never, we never, I I know some kids made some like skating videos, but I did, we did a lot of like, like horror movies or like action stuff and other crap like that but uh Uh, yeah yeah totally um yeah so i mean you mentioned like the punk the like uh punk band or whatever yeah when did you get into that kind of stuff like the punk rock stuff um probably middle
2: school i think like uh so it was like my sister showed me like nirvana and and pro jam and stuff like that before you know yeah. And so I, I got into that in middle school, and then I guess if you listen to Nirvana and you look into Kurt Cobain's music taste enough, you like find really cool shit, you know. And then, yeah. and then I um, and then just your typical list of like like punk bands you're into if you're in middle school, so like Dead Kennedys and Misfits and um, you know whatever else, um, and um, and in middle school. I had a couple of friends um, that were also into that stuff. And I got a guitar like when I was in, when I was 12. Um, awesome. So I just like started playing music, but I didn't play music with them until I was like in high school.
0: Gotcha.
1: Cool. Were you yeah. listening yeah. At all to any of the contemporary underground punk stuff of that time? Like, I don't know what years that was, but maybe um, mid-2000s-ish. Probably. Lord, maybe Early 2000s. Tough. Yeah, could potentially.
2: This, um, you know that band, the Casualties. I yeah, like I like them, and I like um this band called the Unseen, which I think is from like somewhere in New England, actually. Um, I don't know. There's this like also this other kind of silly like list of bands that were kind of present day bands, um. And I had, I would see some, you know, since I was a kid, I wasn't going to like underground or DIY shows. I was just going to like shows at whatever the big venue is, you know. Yeah. And so whatever that biggest like punk band that played would have like some opening bands. Um, and usually those would bands would be cooler. Like I saw, did you guys ever hear this band Caustic Christ? Yeah, uh, no. Kind of like crust Punk type band. I saw them once um yeah but besides that it was it was probably more like less less scary <laughs> or less you know <laughs> type of yeah, yeah. that i would go see in high school um oh also i forgot to a- answer how i met ben oh yeah, yeah. pretty funny ben He's when i started it. hanging out with him in college he, he always insisted that we were like, we were friends in high school but i i literally pretty sure i I didn't really know him in high school. Jesus was his friend, and I think I, like, saw him on MySpace. Like, <laughs> I would see his picture as, like, Ben Katzman, God of Rock. And then, like, this kid with, like, crazy-ass, like, long hair. <laughs> and I was like, I was like oh, holy shit, who's that? Um, but I don't think I knew Ben very well, honestly, in high school. Like, I probably met him or occasionally, like, may have been in the same group of people because he's, uh friends with jesus and that whole crew of people they're they're all from miami beach and i'm more from like uh, a little more north so um so i kind of maybe had some association with him but i didn't really actually start hanging with him till college um so but it's funny because he he says it like as if i as if i knew him well in, in um high school whenever he's like Talking about something from high school, and I'm like, I don't remember hanging out with you in high school. But
0: Ben's awesome. I wish I knew him in high school. Yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 it's weird. I like sometimes I've experienced that. And sometimes I'm the one even saying that. Like I feel like I am, like, oh shit. I felt like I like knew someone longer than I actually did, or whatever. Because it's like yeah. you associate certain people, and you just like, you know, I mean, some people like in my hometown who also might go to like shows or whatever I, I for some reason i feel like it's like oh wait i knew them back in high school but then i like i knew they were but i didn't know them and then like um like so for example like glenn uh talk, like dan uh in glenn's band g gordon mm-hmm. gritty i don't think i actually met him until he started playing in g gordon gritty but like i remember him from high school and i feel like i knew him back then but i honestly i don't think i did actually <laughs> it's it's like like even
2: more of a thing
0: like with um well back then it was
2: myspace but even with facebook you know because you see someone someone's picture and name like constantly so you're like when did i actually meet this person
0: that's a really good point Mm -hmm. um well this kid actually i don't think he has he's never had social media so i think i'm I'm just like not remembering stuff right or whatever but uh you know and i've been on the other side of that too where people Mm -hmm. think that like they've like you know we've known each other for like way longer than probably have but but um, I, that's a good point, though, where it's, I, I do, there are some times where um, I forget that it's like how long it's been since I've seen someone because I, I've seen them on social media.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it like messes with your head a little bit, which is, I mean, it's kind of good and bad because it's good. I guess they feel a little bit more connected, but then it's kind of bad because it's not real either is like the real like human interaction i guess you know yeah,
2: you, you feel like you're you like um like you're more in contact with someone than you actually are
0: yeah yeah exactly or just like you said just even just seeing like the, the face or whatever or you know like you see like you know just even like the picture rather mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's interesting yeah uh yeah so like you I, I know what you mean we're like uh, going out to like the bigger venues or um well what was like a big like a bigger venue in, in Miami that you'd go to?
2: Um, It wasn't even in Miami. It was like another county like up like it was like a drive to get there. I mean, everything in Miami is a drive to get there. <laughs> yeah, but like this was like a drive. This must have been like an hour drive or something. Um, oh, wow. I can't even remember what it was called. Um. But some of these places were more like north, like in uh, Fort Lauderdale or um, West Palm
1: Beach. Okay. Um, what about Hollywood? I went there on vacation one time.
2: <laughs> yeah, my, my aunt lived in Hollywood.
1: It was a little north. Of, it's it's like in it's in
2: Broward County, I think. And it's funny because I I lived like on uh, the, the uh, little area I'm um, from, Aventura. Is like. Mm-hmm. on the border with Broward County like if I just walked like a little bit I mean that's a joke because in Miami you can't really walk anywhere you have to drive there's no real sidewalks and stuff. Oh, yeah. but
0: <laughs>
2: but like yeah there was um I was like on the very edge so some people even might have thought I was from Broward County and not Dade County which is like uh the 305 area code is, is Dade County
1: um I gotcha and,
2: and Miami's huge like the kids I went to high school with some of my friends um lived like two hours away from me, like two-hour drive away from me. Um, one of my good friends, Jonathan, he lived like so far, like all the way south. Um, so that was like really mind-blowing coming to um, New England for college because yeah. like if you drive two hours here, you probably like crossed the whole state and gone into another one.
0: Yeah, totally. So wait, you're saying you were like, you, your good friend's son, you were hanging out with them and they lived two hours away.
2: Yeah, I would see them in school and then um, That's wild, man. <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, I mean, everyone drive in Miami, um, yeah. but I never got a driver's license. I actually didn't get one until I turned 25, so in high school, I didn't know how to drive, and um, I, you know, I, I had to take the bus everywhere, so it would take, like, a good one to two hours to go do anything, to go chill with people, because I didn't know anyone in my own neighborhood all my friends were from the art magnet school and most of them lived either in the beach or like in south miami um so yeah like to get to jesus's house took me like a good like 40 minutes or so on the bus and if i wanted to go to south miami that was like a whole like imagine getting on like the commuter rail or some shit and then like taking a bus you know like it's just like something you don't really you wouldn't do very often
0: wow yeah no that's 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 interesting because I, f- I feel like I've had like more of the opposite experience of uh, like growing up more like I was like Glenn lived just for, like a few minutes away from me or um, something. Yeah. So, the some, furthest you'd go is friend. like three streets yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. I, like it, it's, yeah, it's funny, but then for us going out to shows was more, was closer to that. Not necessarily as far away, but like going out to shows, we'd take like, you know, we'd ride the entire orange line to get the JP or something, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, and also, like, that was also, I guess, I don't know why this reminds me, but, like, in Miami, I never felt like I was really, like, participating in any kind of local scene, you know, like, in high school, especially as a kid, I think, I don't know what it's like now, but I I think in other communities, like, the all-ages thing, it's, like, um, more, more people who are, like, you know, just more all ages, like, kind of more people are included in, in like, what can be, like, a, a music scene, but but maybe I was just too much of a dork, but for whatever reason, I definitely never knew about any cool, like, local shit, <laughs> um, like, but so it was just, like, incredible to come to Boston for college, and, like, here you could, like, walk somewhere, that already was, like, a mindfuck, like, I could just walk to something, like, I was, like, holy shit, dude, Can walk somewhere. And then house shows, um, it was like just such a huge change, like such a, from like taking like the bus for like an hour and a half to go do nothing from that to like biking for 15 minutes or 10 minutes and going to like some sick show and like having that be something that's going on like almost every night. It was just a big change.
0: Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And, uh, what, what year did you start college in Boston?
2: 2008.
0: Okay. Awesome. Wow. So were you going to shows like right when you got here or was it much, over
2: When I first got here, I was like, um, I was, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to focus on like my art, you know, uh, for art school. Um, and so like, I think my first month I was like not going to stuff like people. We're going to the butcher shop for like parties and shows and they'd be like, man, I'm so sick, whatever. And eventually, like, I think about a few weeks into it. I was like, okay. And I started going to shows and then like um, So probably sometime in like the middle kind of my first semester I started going to um, Two shows and it was, I think, the butcher shop, the White House and and gay gardens were like the three main places. Which are the ones that Souss mentions in the last semester? <laughs> i say, say that, that. It sounds familiar. He, he wrote that like our first semester of college, so that was like um oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, if you want to know about what happened, like what it was like, it's just that song, you
0: know. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get back to that song at at some point. But I was want to kind of because um, I'm curious because so for Glenn and me, we because we we always ask people question about you know like you know what kind of stuff they were listening to where they were going to or whatever at a certain time um so like 08 09 that was still before this stuff was like on our radar uh, mm-hmm. we didn't really start going to host shows to like or really any local kind of shows until like 2011 mm-hmm. and even then still like it was kind of in spurts it was like little things here and there or like like we saw peach kelly pop at the problem house so like that, that was like the first time we had ever heard of that or gone to any House show in Austin. Hi. So it was kind of like little things like that. So like you know, like yeah, what kind of what bands were playing and what were you seeing in like oh nine or whatever when you were going um, out to show let see
2: the good party, which is like um before quilt, it was um the good party was Shane Butler and and, and um Taylor who was the like first the first drummer I think for quilt. That was their thing, it was just the two of them and they were playing like, I think just like a guitar and then like random percussion stuff or maybe like a four tongue or something and they were singing, Um, but it was like a quiet thing. I remember really liking them. Um, Prince Rama at the White House. Okay, Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Prince Rama, um, I'd see them a bunch. Um, They were amazing. And then those two bands, they were both SMFA people bands. So I guess that's how I knew about, I think it was through SMFA that I, um, cause Prince Rama was associated with the White House. So that's how we found out about the White House. And then uh, Shane lived at, um quote, lived at um, the butcher shop. And that's how we started going there. Um trying to other bands. Um, Truman Peyote. Oh yeah. There? Yeah um let's see I don't know why more names aren't coming to me but it really had a big impact on like on me I think um that stuff like just in terms of like how immediate like um your audience for like the kind of art making you're doing could be like um because I was going to art school. So I was thinking of everything always in the frame of like, you know, like if you create, if you do something creative, like how are you gonna present it and, and how do you think about it and, and stuff. But um, seeing this like, you know, just participating in this group of like this community of people who are all like making cool stuff and sharing it like in, in their basements and stuff had like, um was like just really big for me. Uh, after being so isolated, like, Florida is, like, pretty garbage, you know, (laughs) like, and and it feels really isolating because especially if you're in South Florida, you're in Florida for, like, the next 10 hours that you drive up, and, like, for the next 10-hour drive, like, all you're going to see is, like, the same, like, anti-abortion, like, billboard, like, every few miles, you know, so, like, you really feel like you are just, like, stuck, and you're not going to be exposed to or interact with, um, anyone else than like who's already kind of around so um so it's just like crazy such a big change and um definitely like i just got a lot of enthusiasm for like um um the local scene and stuff um yeah
1: yeah did that inspire you to to start making music up in boston like were you already doing that like as soon as you moved here i think and any music stuff I've ever done is
2: because of Jesus, <laughs> to be honest. I, I mean I love like fucking around with stuff and, and noodling on guitar and, and all that, but like mm-hmm. in terms of like any musical project, it, um it's really been like because of Jesus because um when we when we when we got here, I lived with him, we were like um living together and um he can't remember he was just like let's just record a couple songs and then so i just recorded my little part and we did forward and ducks i think um yeah. these two like funny weird songs and then jesus just like added the words and and put it all together in GarageBand band and added like a beat in garage band um but i wouldn't i probably would i mean i would have loved to but i i don't know what it is whatever part of you that is required to make music like and like share it that part like is very dormant (laughs) and if i'm working with somebody sometimes i can get that to happen um but otherwise it doesn't really happen so it was with jesus he was like let's record this thing and uh and he like arranged it and he made it into like songs and music as opposed to just like any random noodling that i would have just done on my own i got you
0: wow I didn't realize how um old all these songs were, (laughs) or like, like as far as like, so that like the free pizza, uh, Boston, Massachusetts album came out in two thousand fourteen. So I didn't realize that they were like from five years. They were written at least five years earlier.
2: A good, a good handful of them for sure. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, did so? Did free pizza start in Boston or? You started in Miami. No, yeah.
2: Free pizza is a Boston thing. It, It never would have been a Miami thing. You know, like I think like our experience being really young here and like like I said, just going to those shows and like just seeing people do really cool creative stuff and like more like really seeing artists or like creatively inclined people. Doing something with music. It's not like anyone was like an insane musician, you know, it's just yeah. more like creative people who like use this tool, which is like way more like accessible and, and socially oriented, you know, of like music as opposed to just like a piece. Like they were making that stuff too, but like, um, yeah, I just started rambling. I don't even know the question I'm answering, but yes.
0: No, no, no. That's right. Yeah, I think you're you're onto something of like I like I was just saying about where, where free pizza started, but Oh yeah. No, That's I, why I think you
2: Yeah. Definitely a Boston thing. Like I mean, I don't know what Boston means to people at different points in time, but for me in, in that point in time, like that was like yeah, free pizza was not like because um, Jesus and I are from Miami. So like you might say like are they like is it a Miami band? But like no, it's like most certainly like something that exist like because of that time and that place that we were and like it wouldn't have come out that same way like if we had if we had not been in that really special like circumstance i think
0: wow that's awesome dude yeah Uh, yeah i think like because i've noticed in like the podcast that we've done thus far um I called I think I said before, I described something as like a vessel or whatever. It's like, like you brought up Nirvana earlier. That's mm-hmm. come up a ton amongst mm-hmm. like our guests. And I feel like that's a vessel for a lot of people. Like just yeah. like just something where it's like, it brought you to, you know, it brought a lot of us where it's like you heard it. And then it's like that opened up doors to something else. Yeah. I feel like House Ghost is another one that really just opens up doors for people that you just, you know, like you didn't know the other possibilities existed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ended up, like I said before, finding that to be one of the most, um, important things to me in terms of inf- informing, like, um, what, um, where, what I was making artistically was coming from and probably like who it was for again, kind of like, like what. I think you can make better art when you have a clear sense of who, what community you're making it with and like who you want to hear it, you know, like, or who you want to see it like instead of just like a general like I've made this piece like for nothing or just for myself. It's kind of like Having that context is is super um, helpful. Especially when it's just like a really inspiring thing where someone does something and you're like, I want to try something like that and then You kind of just feed off of everybody
1: yeah yep did you what what besides well what kind of art were you making i guess in class or did you have any specialty um well okay so
2: so in high school we had an art magnet school like i said so we did a lot of like heavy like a lot of Painting and drawing from observation um, and a lot of like um, what else we did like some sculpture you know like a lot of traditional forms of art making
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so so by the time we had been through and it was like a pretty rigorous like art program for a high school so it was like pretty intense so I had felt at that point although I was done I could have gotten a lot better at drawing and painting sculpture and all that you know but whatever by the point I got to college I was like Oh, also, they offered this elective performance art in high school. Oh, wow. It was insane. <laughs> it, it was just like, I mean, yeah, like, performance art in high school, like, that's literally a class I took in high school, which I think is, like, the coolest shit ever. It's
1: yeah,
2: um, <laughs> yeah, pretty wild.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: and it was a really good class. It was better than some of the performance art classes I had in college. Um, but that got me into, like, incorporating maybe, like, stream of consciousness and, and writing and like just other shit into into my art making. So by the time I got here, I was like really in that mode. So I was making like, um, I was making a lot of zines because there was free photocopies at SMFA for a while. So it was like zine making paradise, like people from MassArt and from other, other places, people who had nothing to do with the SMFA community would go in there to make their zines because it was a free copies, like free unlimited copies. Um, so I was making zines uh, and I was doing performance art stuff, which like couldn't mean anything. And for me, I guess just like meant like doing weird ass shit in front of a small group of people that were like my classmates, you know, like maybe a group of like 10 people. People did a lot of weird stuff. I,
1: I was yeah, curious like, about that kind of stuff.
2: Um, I I don't know like maybe it was shit everything I did and it was like really ephemeral so I have nothing to show for it but I feel like I guess it was like kind of conceptually oriented and and I was just figuring stuff out I had you know like I said I was having this completely new experience and anybody who's 18 and just starting college I guess is having like just this change of like circumstances in terms of like being like I don't know not an adult really, but like just having your own freedom and, and figuring out like how you want to organize yourself and stuff. So, um so I don't know, let me describe concrete stuff. Like one performance I did was like, I can't remember what video I made, but I was projecting it and I had the projector, like I was lying on my back and the projector was on my stomach. So when I was breathing, like the video projection was rising and falling on the wall. Um, it's not necessarily like a strong piece of art or anything, but you know, it's just that kind of thing. One time I got gelatin like to make jello but I didn't put flavor in it and I had um cut out like that the date of the like the, the the words of like whatever the date was that the class was meeting and I just had everyone sit around the table and like we just chilled and like ate the um the jello that was in the shape of the date but since it was flavorless it was actually like quite disgusting <laughs> and um I think I was trying to do like art that involved just um, the art as just kind of a way for people to interact in this um, in this like a uh, more intentional way but like also a way that was just kind of open for anything just for having a conversation maybe. Um, and um, I think that's why I found it to be like, to like the music stuff to be such a powerful medium because it really was this this really social thing uh, and people would meet each other and start their own creative collaborations or their own friendships. So I guess it's corny, but I guess just like making like living and like interacting with people and forming relationships with people, like making that a really intentional thing. I guess that was like the focus when I was starting college with like what I wanted to do with art. So the, the music scene thing, really, I was like, damn, this nails it. Like, I don't know, like whatever I'm doing, like at, at school, like, I, I don't know, like what we're doing here at the shows is great. Although it obviously still is a really closed community. It's not like it was for everybody. So it had its flaws too, but it was still, it was a really compelling example and maybe the most compelling experience at that point.
0: I'm gonna Say, like, um, you must have gone to like a ton of shows at Gay Gardens. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like like yeah.
0: A yeah, we only made it out to a, a few actually, but it was um Yeah, I'm trying to think like what were some of the bands that came through there? Or at um, any of the houses and stuff. Well, uh
2: um definitely like Fat History Month. Um, yeah. is a the main band I associate with like this like old like um Austin scene. Yeah. Um Calum- Marks also is another band I guess I would associate with that time Um, and then Prince Rama I'm I'm guessing now at this point, I don't know who played where but you know just those old bands. Um, Colleen Green, I saw, I think the first time was actually in the butcher shop, but I think I saw her at the Gay Barnes too. Um, Was she a local? um, I'm sorry? Was she a local in Boston? Was she living here? No, no, she was on tour. I remember, like, um, just this was 2011. I remember because of the house I lived at. And we were in the living room. And we would just, like, get the compass and then, like, see what show was happening that night. And then go on band camp or wherever and look up the band. And if they sounded cool, then we would go. And so we looked up Colin Green, like, we didn't know what that was. And we're like, damn we should go (laughs) like this that sounds sick um and then after that I got as everyone in the world including Colleen probably knows like just became like the biggest Colleen Green fan like on the planet um
1: so (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Yeah, we saw Colleen uh it was actually this is like one of the first house shows we went to it was the first house show we went to like in the Boston area we saw Colleen Green, um, at the Star Lab in Somerville. Oh,
2: I remember that place,
0: yeah. Yeah, we actually, we didn't actually end up seeing her play, but she was on the bill, and we met her at that show, but uh, we were actually there to see the White Wires, Allie from Peach Kelly, uh, Peach Kelly Pop, her her band before Peach <laughs> Kelly Pop. Um, nice. But yeah, and at that time, I think Colleen, she's originally from Massachusetts, and she, like, moved back to Boston for, like, six months or something. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had no idea who Colin Green was either. I mean, found out me like listened to her music we really. Like, yeah, man, it's sick. Like I'm surprised we haven't heard of this by now. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Colin Green very sick. Um
0: yeah. When I heard yeah. a piece
2: of, like pop, I also same thing where I was like, yeah. damn, this this is great.
0: Yeah, totally. Um Yeah, and that's like yeah, exactly. That was kind of that's starting to get into more like when we were kind of getting into starting to get more into the local scene. Um, so when so free pizza when you were making those songs in two thousand nine, we did you were you guys playing shows too around that time?
2: Yeah, um, free pizza like before like before the free pizza that like made where we made the Boston Mass album and with Bufu Record like with Ben and stuff. Yeah, and um. And with um what is it um um, let me think yeah like before that it was just it was just me and jesus and our friend anthony from school well the first one that we played a show with uh just me and jesus um just for like a small little like hangout with our friends um shane from from quilt he was hanging out with us one time at our house and and he like heard the thing that me and Jesus made and was like, why don't you, and we had never played a show, that was when it was just me Jesus, and, and the garage band drum beat. And he's like, just come play like at our friend's house. Um, and we played with the little, um, we played with the computer, you know, like playing the beat in the background. Um, and then our friend Anthony joined. And so we, we like just would play like whatever random ass shows, like just super just to party for fun kind of thing, you know, like, totally just like playing these shows for fun to party with no real uh, ambition for anything other than to make art and kind of enjoy sharing it and stuff and participate in this really cool scene or whatever. Um, So we did that until 2011, I think. Um, And then Jesus pursued like um, some other musical stuff. He played with his band Camp Hope. Um, And um, what was the name again? Camp Hope, I think camp it's named after this movie. This movie where the kids, um, they go to the camp because they to lose weight. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, was, I, think. <laughs> uh, I think Ben Stiller is in that. Is that the same thing? Or Camp Hope is the name of the camp? Oh, is it heavyweight? Oh, heavy heavyweight, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> gotcha.
2: Yeah, it was a, a good like um thrift store VHS movie reference, which Yay. like we watched tons of those. Probably any house that had people who went to DIY shows also had a house full of like a ten thousand
0: VHS tapes That's like true. that. I remember at the Black Lodge, uh where like the nice guys house and everything and, and others there they had plenty of VHS tapes and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely a thing, yeah. Like lots of like Funny
0: ass movies you probably wouldn't watch other like Cop* or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I mean I'd, probably, I'd probably watch that otherwise. But it's funny. I remember watching, like, Back to the Future at, at, like, the Black Lodge one night, like, late at night, and I had to, like, get up for work, like, <laughs> like, like, we were sleeping over or something, and I had to get up to, like, take the train, both, like, when I would get up early, take the train back to, like, the suburbs. Yeah. It's funny. I remember watching, like, Back to the Future, really, really, really flat it's, flat.
2: it's always funny waking up, like, at some crusty house, and, like, you have to go back to, like, some other completely different environment, like, really in, early in the morning the next day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, at yes. the at the butcher shop, I would sometimes, like, fall asleep there, and then I'd wake up, and on like, you know, I mean, all those show houses, were a little bit grimy but like everyone was so nice like I woke up with like a little blanket on me that someone put on me and I'd be like "Okay, I guess time to go to class or whatever (laughs) that's awesome or the main thing was twin donuts going to twin donuts uh Uh, after shows
0: yeah I've actually never been there Uh, oh
2: twin donuts is amazing
0: I've seen it I've just never like I've never gone to it but I've watched it yeah that sounds fun
2: If you're really sick from drinking and stuff
1: it's a really good place to go to feel better yeah i got like a i went there for the first time a little bit before pre-covid and i got a nice coffee and it really hit the spot i didn't get a donut though yeah that place is awesome um
2: Sorry, I oh, yeah. and then I have, I forget what's on. I guess because I was working today and I'm I'm pretty brain dead, so I totally forgot
0: what that. No, no worries. Uh, yeah. So you were saying like 2011. Hey, uh, Yeah. Uh, he
2: was making yeah his own other music with uh, another our other friend Jared from from Miami with us. I don't know if our friend Lewis also played with him, but whatever he was doing like something else. And at that point. I didn't have any musical stuff going on, um, and I was doing art, but I was still like really interested in like um, the presenting like a creative thing like at, in the context of like a show or something. Like I still really wanted like shows to inform how I was creating art and making it accessible, I guess. Uh, so then that's when like my friend Ronnie came in the picture, I guess, um, and right. I. Um, maybe like found a different way to um use music and art and performance art um you know
0: without having a band um so yeah that's right i saw ronnie nordak play actually before i saw you play oh awesome (laughs) yeah yeah i remember seeing ronnie nordak like drinking 40s and stuff like that and and uh, you know, and all the stuff like uh, all, all these like videos, and I was like, oh shit, who's this? Who's this, Ronnie Nordak
1: Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that was actually like 2013. For yeah, I think for me, or at least when I first yeah. saw. it I, yeah. I, I, mean, I saw that went further back, but that was I think when we first. No, you played, you played, right played with Russian Ronnie. Ronnie didn't really
2: emerge until
1: 2012. I'm sorry, I didn't. I spoke over you. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's good information. No, I was going to say, playing at Club Bohemia with Ronnie Nordak was a hi- high <laughs> point in my life. That was awesome. I remember that. I mean, for I
2: rem- remember that Ronnie did that.
1: Yeah, there um, weren't many people there, but it was wonderful and I have it on camera, so it was cool.
2: Yes, R- Ronnie really appreciates, A, that you documented it be that you were there
1: <laughs> and uh see <laughs> that i think you was your dad there my dad was there as well filming i think he was the film filming it yes so, so like and the bartender was there whether yep. that,
2: like <laughs> wanted to be or not you know so <laughs> you know you know what is funny is that so so like the band that played before I did, I was like, hey, you know, like, not a lot of people are here tonight, so let's all watch each other play, right? <laughs> and and they played for like an hour, and Ronnie was like, let's do this. Let's watch, all set, you know? <laughs> but then they left. <laughs> and But you know, you don't do something like that expecting someone to like do something for you, so whatever, yeah. but I remember that being like, well, at least the bartender can't leave, and and like, Glenn's an awesome person, so, like, you know, so that made it for me, like, I'd rather play to, like, one, I'd rather play a show with, like, one really good, you know, awesome, supportive person than, like, you know, whatever, so it was awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: I was in spirit. I wasn't (laughs) in the state, I wasn't in the state at the time of Massachusetts, but if I had been on that particular week, but if I (laughs) hadn't, I would have been there. I actually was considering, like, driving, like, a few hours, or... Getting a ride from someone in a few hours, a couple hours or whatever, out of the way, just a bit, get there. But well, that, that wouldn't um, be three of us. Yeah, that would have made three or four or something. <laughs> yeah, but the um, we,
1: it was funny because we were talking to Mickey Bliss, the owner, you know, of uh, Club Bohemia, and I mentioned that story. I didn't directly. I was sort of indirectly referencing that. I th- mentioned a show that just involved my dad myself the performer the bartender and then mickey bliss and i was you know, saying thank you for taking the chances on uh, on bands that necess- not necessarily were friend or not or like even knew each other before the show but they just were all sort of bumbled together um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah i was trying to say like that was a It it probably came off bad. Like, and to if like the owners are listening, they're probably like, "Oh, that doesn't sound like a good
0: thing." But um, it was a great thing. I was kind of. of, It was funny because he quickly was like, "He was like, well, yeah, we also had some big names." (laughs) (laughs) Because I know he probably is thinking like, uh, if anyone's hearing this, like,
2: oh shit, like if the owners are overhearing it or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't
0: (laughs) know. sure fine but I know it probably doesn't sound like the best advertising for the venue girl like it was so awesome <laughs> no one was there
2: <laughs> no but I mean I think venues like that that let like um will let people throw a show without giving yeah. them like too much grief you know are, are awesome
1: without yeah, doing um, any sorry. research <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> like like the Midway and JP yeah, I would always let people throw shows. Like, as far as I could tell, it seemed like pretty open. They were pretty open to just having people throw shows. I don't know. I never tried to buckle myself there, but it just seemed that way. So that was cool. Um, yeah, totally. Like in, um, I'm trying to think of what my favorite kind of place like that is. Um, actually, I don't think I have necessarily a favorite one in Boston of that, but in, in Nashville, there's this place called Betty's that That's wasn't it. too far from where I lived when I was living there and like you could see any kind of fucking show there like any weird ass fucking shit they would just be like yeah like people could book their show there it was awesome I love that place I think of all the places I went to or, or or played at or saw shows at Betty's was my my favorite in Nashville
0: that sounds great that's awesome yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you on that where I do love any venue that is more is willing to like take a chance or just have whatever if people want to book the show and then like book their own shows. I think it's really, I think that's really important.
2: Yeah.
0: For a music scene. And I, I feel like it's, it's not common enough. I, there are, I don't know, it's just where we're in this like really hectic time right now where it's like, who knows what's going to happen with like venues, but yeah, I think that that's really necessary for venues. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's cool that here, like,
2: um, for whatever reason, like, just like, it seems a lot, the scene or like at whatever iterations of it I've experienced feel like really open to watching anyone play at least for a little while, who is up for like just trying to play a show, even if they're like, not like, um, experienced in music or like you know like just basically anyone who's going to share something people will generally like, like watch <laughs> you know like, yeah. and that's cool
0: yeah totally um and i wanted to ask you going back to the the house shows um when did was, well i guess when did you move into white house but i was going to say before that did you live at any uh show houses before that
2: um I moved to the White House 2012 I think or 2013. It was like right after I graduated from college I moved there. Um, and before that I lived in this like fucking disgusting house but, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, it was it was the house in front of the house where the fancy lad people do their thing. Um, it's on like it was on Lamartine like by, by Stony Brook Um, And it was this duplex. So like a group of friends of us like from Miami all lived on one side. And then on the other side, the other like rest of like our group of friends from Miami lived in that side. But the basements like were like super like dirt floor basements and like the ceiling was way too low. So we threw shows there, but it was like Dismal. Like it wasn't even like a good like rhymey basement. It was just like disgusting. Like it wasn't fun. <laughs> but we threw shows in the living room and that was really awesome. Uh Happy Jawbone, we had them do like their um oh, wow. album, one of their like uh album release party shows there and like I think the living room shows worked better than the basement shows.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Cool. There's really nothing better than a house, than a house show. I mean that's that, for uh,
2: sure. Yeah.
0: You know, like I've had I've had great moments of as a fan, like I've seen great shows at like regular venues, but overall, the overall experience is just is there's nothing better than than going to see a, you know, in a basement, uh, you know, or like a warehouse or a living room, but oh. I feel like maybe in particular basements.
1: Yeah. I agree. I was going to ask, do you do you know Santi, that of uh, ones that are, um, some basements, you don't, you can't go upstairs, or you can't see the rest of the house, but then other ones are a little bit more liberal about wandering around. Did you experience that? Oh, like, like, somehow shows, like, you
2: go into the basement, and then other ones, you, like, go find the bathroom, but then, like, some other weird shit is going on <laughs> some other people are going somewhere <laughs> else, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, like, Butcher Shop, you went to the basement for the show and you would, like, chill on the first floor or out front. And, like, you wouldn't go upstairs, like, unless, like, you knew somebody and then, but the but I remember like Gay Gardens, like I don't know, I guess maybe I knew one or two people there, but I remember that being just that whole place was amazing because it was like one it was so sad after they redid it and repainted it and you look inside and it just looks like a normal ass boring place. But the way they had it set up like was just like a mystery. It was like you just shit didn't make sense. Like there was a slide in the living room, like a little kid's like slide, like play set thing, you know. And then, like yeah. you'd go into a bedroom, but that bedroom would have like walls built into it and a loft, and like mini rooms inside it, and then like that would somehow lead to some other room. That shit was like a fucking work of art. <laughs> um, maybe I'm romanticizing it or something because I don't have very clear like detailed memory, so I just get this vague impression of like this this weird fucking place that was like upside down or something um. But yeah, I guess I would say that house is more one where you might end up like exploring or like just ending up somewhere unexpected. And it was just like a normal ass house, but the way they set it up was like, like some weird magical place.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I I only went to like two shows there. Uh, I was living in Wolf during all, all of those years. And I remember we, I remember we went there once too, we didn't end up going to a show or whatever but we were there like um it was like in the summer of 2011 and then we went to a show in November of 2011 and it was like Fat History Month that played in Sarah Lee
2: yeah
0: um, there you go that's like yeah
2: yeah if you saw that then like you had your full Gay Gardens experience of-
0: <laughs> yeah and we saw uh well it's cause this is pretty wild actually and then we went back March 12, and Sarah, we, yeah, we went, and Sarah, it was, the lineup was Sarah Lee, Gorilla Toss, Happy Jawbone, Rotten Apples, and this band, Jack Cock who we're friends with from Connecticut, and uh, we, we had long. to take the, yeah, and I regret not, see, so we, this show started so late, though, that we were only able to see Sarah Lee, though, because we had to take the train uh, home, oh, but, damn. Uh, yeah, and at the time, I remember people being like, Toss, this band's like fucking sick," and I was like, "Oh, cool, whatever." And we ended up seeing them a couple months later, but it was. Um, but in my memory of, so it's just based on those two shows. Although Glenn, I know, I know Glenn saw Diarrhea Planet there actually. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, during but, uh, the age of,
1: I remember yeah. a certain someone. I'm not going to disclose name. Somebody was selling <laughs> the OG four logos original formulas. What? Yeah,
2: I remember like, you like bought like new old stock. One, yeah, like old yes.
1: One, yep, or
0: a couple was, actually. I forget when like it got banned.
1: formula? Yeah, original formula. Uh, and it was awesome. I bought one for like 3 bucks. <laughs> dude,
2: which is ridiculous. I remember that. There was one summer that was too fucked up. Like I didn't even drink one of those things. I remember I could smell it like across like the room. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: That was 2011. <clears throat> I mean, definitely for me. That was like, I remember drinking those and. Bad news or just happened. Like, it maybe 2010, 11 around that time. But yeah. It was like, that was the original. And then they, like, yeah, it was probably by that point in the fall of 2011 when they were like stopped the original and they were just doing the, the old right kind. Yeah. Yeah. Then but, um.
2: <laughs> it, around the time, I guess that was close to the time when, I don't remember exactly, Gorilla was playing a show like every week. For like forever?
0: Yeah, well it was that year. I didn't see them too much during that time, but I saw them a handful of times. and uh, we saw them a handful of times and it was like in mm, twenty twelve and thirteen, but it seemed like in in during those that year, especially two thousand twelve, they were just playing like a ridiculous amount.
2: Yeah, they were playing I, still, a lot. I kinda regret during that time, like I don't think I fully embraced like the noise rock, weird rock stuff same yeah as much like i would go to those shows um but i guess i was way more into this like bubble gummy type of shit or something i guess i just wanted to hear the kind of music that wasn't being played in boston or something um like the stuff that had like the more like early energy or something and then everything that was happening was like weird like backwards music which is like super sick and like I really love it and appreciate it, but I don't I feel dumb too because I'm like damn at the time this was like this golden era for like this this kind of shit in Boston and I went to those shows but like I I feel like I didn't fully uh embrace it as as much as I could have
0: yeah, yeah honestly same one, I mean, yeah yeah there was like a few bands for us where like but I think it was because they were more um, somehow like more music or rock and roll based I mean for lack of like saying because I wouldn't necessarily even say it was straight up rock and roll but like say like ski mask or whatever mm-hmm. it was like if you were into even like the kind of like garage stuff you could get into them I think more because of, they had that sort of foundation to them even yeah. though it was weird um, and like say like also like Saturday and Fat History Month I think even though they may not have been like the garagey pop rock and roll stuff it still was like more song yeah some sort of normalcy to to them that like definitely that we got into those bands but yeah no I agree where like we're pretty much in the same boat that it wasn't until like a few years later that we kind of got more into the the weirder noisier stuff
2: yeah I just remember like I just got chills thinking about it like certain bands like Fat History Month or like Happy Jawbone just yeah. Carried such a like heavy like aura when they played, like, and especially like in a basement. And like, this I don't know, maybe it was just like had too many 40s at the time, and so I had this really <laughs> Not, uh... special colored like <laughs> memory of it. But it just yeah. felt like they had like it was just like the air was thick with like something, yes. and it was just like some
0: shit like I, I haven't encountered since then honestly yes oh so, I no we know saying, what you're saying
1: man. we talk about this
0: yeah we know especially sorry yeah go on go on.
1: no I was just yeah. gonna say yeah we, we just this whatever you said I, I think <laughs> I mentioned it maybe in a prior podcast that there's some like I think of those bands well oh, I never saw a happy job but I can only imagine because yeah
0: no, yeah, you did. We, yeah, we saw it. We saw. Um, I think we, we did. only did see them once, but it was at AP uh, Drive, and we saw them.
1: Okay. Nice. Oh yeah.
0: yes, yes. It was oh, um yeah. the, the like show with like, right Dylan, Ewan, and uh, Hot Noah's Soul Soul, you no know, Britain and Friends like Soul nice. thing. Or yeah, yeah. I'm sure you were probably there. I would imagine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think I was. I remember.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, a basement suits. feeling. I remember everyone wearing like suits and ties and yeah, Happy Jawbone played and- Was it like a Christmas thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, sorry, God, I, I think I cut you off, but- No, 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 just that- Although actually, you cut me off earlier. But I was hey. gonna say, <laughs> a, actually like where this went, but I was gonna say with the gay gardens thing of like my, I we only saw a few shows in my memory so my memory isn't too sharp on what it looked like as much or whatever mm. but I remember like to go off the sort of chaotic feel that you were saying earlier Santi. Yeah. I remember like the porch being having that like mm. feeling it was like the feeling of like anarchy or something yeah and, and it's also you- sense of, like people like throwing bombs or like crazy chaos and it was more or less like a like a freedom and like like this sort of I don't know hippie commune Vibe. It was I don't like, really feel that much at other places, houses. But,
2: yeah. It was amazing. And um, before this big, like, per- you know how, like, was it, sometime late 2011? Like, or maybe into 2012, like, the cops started busting every show house possible. Yeah, ordinance.
1: So yeah, it before,
2: before that, it, it was like, um, dang, like, you would go to Gay Gardens and, like, you the front porch would be like, packed with people and there'd be like 90 bicycles locked up to like you know like 10 feet of chain fence and then you'd go to the backyard and there'd be like another like fucking like 100 I mean I don't know really how many but you know like another like just fuck ton of people then you go in the basement which you could access through the backyard and more people in there then you go up to the kitchen and there'd just be more fucking and it'd be like god damn like how did we get away with that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a large party. And then
2: and then you would walk down the block and there'd be a different show happening at the same time with a fuck ton of people also. And then just like a, across the street from there, another one. It was like, I guess it was too good to be true. Like, they're like, someone could sense like too much freedom and like fun was being like experienced. And someone's like, we have to come down on this. <laughs> yeah. This
1: That's sad. Yeah. 'Cause they, yeah, everyone was it's jealous it's of that right. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that more yeah, that well, thick like, thick basement feeling. Yeah. Like and I don't know if that's
2: just a forty thing, but I know after those shows ended, <laughs> I would try like to go to something and drink a 40, and I was like, it's not the same. Maybe I was just like had my little special like early twenties time and like I was trying to get it back and like I've since like Lay that to rest and just like try to move on but like there was a time for sure a good year where I was like is it really over like is it done like this feeling it's over I guess like I guess I'm not like you know like I'm not late teen early 20 like anymore um, wow. like, yeah. I remember, like if I would like bike home or something and be like Especially like my, when I first started. I'm sure this is just a personal thing like anybody who starts having a really new interesting experience like I don't think that Boston was necessarily extra special for during this period of time, although I mean it really felt like it was But I remember even then being like right now, like in a moment. I was like, I'm going to remember this shit and be like, damn, like this shit was amazing. Uh, and like, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure if that was true or if like it would just continue to be amazing like in that way forever. But I mean, it definitely, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I was right. Like some special shit was going on and like, and it ended now. (laughs) It didn't end, like cool things go on and like, you know. Yeah, but that feeling ended.
0: Yeah. It's weird because we've talked about this a lot and a lot of guests we've had and just even just people we've talked to in general or, or whatever including our, and even just amongst ourselves, there's this feeling that that time was so like special. And even for, I mean, maybe not so even, not, even not everything in total um, after that time, but even for a couple of years after that, just for a few years there, where it was like Boston really felt really special. I mean, for us, we don't have too much experience beyond Boston, but just, it, I feel like kind of what, even what you've been describing, I feel like for a lot of us, It was this stuff was all so new, Mm
2: -hmm. so
0: you have that like fresh, young thing. But I think another aspect to it is like I think there were a real crop of excellent bands.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: you know,
2: I guess yeah, that can't be denied. Like there was just like, yeah, like
0: this. So it's like combination. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like like, they, yeah, the the bands were all over this
1: all over the place, as far as even, you know, there were different types of, and I hate to keep referring to them as basement bands, but I think now <laughs> that we talked about what that, what we mean by it, I think it's
0: a yeah. characterization, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. I hasn't been studied. Look, I, I saw,
0: Sarah, I only saw Sarah Lee, sorry, I was gonna say, I only saw Sarah Lee once at a actual, like, Venue, the Elks. All the, so, like, for just use them as an example. I associate them with like Austin basements. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Also, because Elks Lodge, uh, I mean, had a lot of flaws. But one thing I really had going for it was the thick, sweaty. Like, I need a fucking bottle of water. I need to get out of here for a second. Vibe. It. Yeah. it was like super yeah. hot in there, and like it definitely felt like a basement show, like one giant basement show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it had basement vibes. It was a
2: basement, right? Yeah. No, was it a base? Was it ground level?
0: It was. No, it was a basement, right? Because you had to go down those. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah.
2: So that's it. Yeah, I guess just when you have your shows like ten or eight feet or whatever below ground, you know, like something special happens. I don't know why, but
0: yeah. So. I mean that I like I love the Elk, Cambridge Oaks Lodge. I, it's still for me like. There's no way to like recreate a basement show at like a regular no. venue but there's some cool, cool venues sort of like in between like say a, a regular bar and like a house so there's definitely some in the middle there but like uh i feel like there's no like way to recreate that that vibe no i don't think there's a way to recreate
2: either like the kind of like weird confused but like very very like intrigued experience like feeling of like experiencing like a basement show
0: and you're not used to them you know yeah definitely yeah it's kind of funny i don't know if you felt this way but i think glenn and i when we first went to the house shows too it just felt like so like wow like it's i don't it's funny it's like not something that should feel when you think about it of like it's like almost like a if you went to like a party and some band was playing or something but but it's weird there was something i guess you could feel in 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 the in the room that it it was more than that, you know what I mean? So you could tell it's like, oh, this, now this is like a scene and this is like a show that's happening tonight. These people are here for a show, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> not just a party, but it, right. it was a really social experience. Like, it was really yeah. important. Like, it wasn't just music. It was like the whole community kind of thing.
0: And- yeah, yeah, exactly. That That's, that's exactly that. So it's weird. It, it's kind of funny. It's like, I, I do always feel like, I know it's, it, and i'm like more careful the way i say this because i feel like someone might get the wrong idea where it's like i feel like a good show is a good party like i but i don't it's but like you said though it's more than a party you know what i mean
2: yeah 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 like it's not it's not just for the music (laughs) and it's not just for a party it's it's like a social experience it's like a really could be a healthy and positive thing to experience and participate in it can also everything has like a like a another side to it sure we mm-hmm. so like i don't know because i feel scared to like overly glorify it and then maybe i'm forgetting like like other aspects of what it was like but it, it was like a pretty positive community thing from my experience um yeah totally same and then i, I try to like, like sometimes not to like I, I fear, like sometimes, that if I dwell too much on like how something was awesome in the past, that it'll help. It will prevent me from like being able to see like what is like really like um, available in the present moment, or like what's well, something that's really special, like that. Because I don't know, maybe it was just like for whatever lucky reason, like we ended up finding like that scene or that music, like at at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and like I'm like thinking there's gotta be something special to experience today and it might not look anything like that anymore or it might look something like it, you know. Um and so and I still don't know what that is. Also like I'm not like as social anymore, so maybe I just need to move into a different kind of thing. But like I definitely try to think of like what other kind of stuff I might not be experiencing or like knowing about that could be cool. I mean, shows still happen anyway, like, or not right now, but like before COVID, like right, there were still right. many shows, a lot of new people playing in bands. Like I don't recognize any band names on the compass anymore. So I know I'm like definitely not informed or in the loop in that regard. Um, but yeah, there's there must still be some other kind of new, or like, I don't know novelty just has its own like thing because it's new so like it's it's just going to be interesting for its own sake but like
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so I'm not saying I only want to find novelty but like there's got to be stuff going on that I don't know about that I would really
0: identify with today we hope yeah we, I mean we don't know yeah <laughs> I mean other than Johnny and the food masters there's not really much else <laughs> <laughs> but uh no no i there's totally uh we, yeah we never really like invo- you know what i mean because i know you've you've moved around to a lot of different cities but we've been around here um you know all these years and yeah it, yeah it's it's and we've still kept going the shows uh at the same rate it's not like more even and well, it, it's yeah it's not i i, in, I at least in my uh, opinion it's not as um, exciting as it was, perhaps you know uh, those years back. It was but, like pulling um, teeth. Still, yeah, I mean, well, no, I'm only no, kidding. I mean, there's that's that's cool, bad, but it. There's still cool <laughs> stuff. There's absolutely still cool stuff happening. It just, it yeah, it's not as as much. I feel like, and not as not mm-hmm. as frequent. And yeah, sometimes it is like a little bit of like, at least from a booking perspective for us. Sometimes it can feel like kind of a uh, a little bit of slim pickings at times but that's also <clears throat> because you know we're that's also we're trying to like put together a bill that we'd we'd like to see and that's you know not everyone's always going to be available on you know yeah. a particular game or whatever but i think there's still cool stuff you know and uh there's certainly still house shows it's like not at the, not as much as there was before mm-hmm. but there's still house shows and stuff and like that venue where we did the um the show where that you played with with Johnny the Food Master played uh the Dorchester Art Project that's a really sick venue.
2: Yeah I'm seeing that that's like um, a cool place that um is it also it's kind of like addressing something that I always used to wonder when I first came to um Boston I was like at shows I was always like because because I'm from because in Miami like there isn't really like white people in Miami. There's Cuban people who look like white people, but they're not. And then there's other, like, South American people who look like they might be, like, a white person. And I guess, like, in, in maybe in, in that country, they would be considered that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's, like, Haitian people and just people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right. and then we get to Boston and, and the shows, up, I was like, whoa, like, shows are only white people. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> And I get, yeah. Boston is really segregated still and like, um, and also just the college, like people. But like, I've noticed like lately, like I haven't felt that as much. Maybe I was just in a really insular, like little crowd before, but I always felt like, cause I came to, to school here with like, like six friends from Miami and then like more and more people would keep coming from Miami, mm-hmm. um, but that was one thing that I was like a little confused about, and I like that that the um that dab like in addition to still reaching out to like the i mean there's overlap anyway, but just like it seems like they like um like the stuff they do is like a lot more like buying for like people from the like community where like the venue is yes you know and so like so like you get to in- it's kind of cool it's like what i was saying about shows before where like it creates this social environment where people share stuff with each other and kind of get to like experience each other and, and like that kind of thing i think that's really cool and i guess it takes like some intentionality to make that happen because if you just get only college kids at shows like you're just gonna mostly have <laughs> white kids at shows <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no, totally I- i'm glad you brought that up because it really is true because i mean yeah, I think that's one thing that obviously there's still way, way more, like, way more that needs to be done or to improve that. But, you know, it's like we do have rose tinted glasses, but it's like, like you've mentioned, there for, you know, and still it is like mostly white people, but it's like you want to see, you know, all the talk of like diversity, but then, you know, you look around and there's so many like, white dudes, and, you know, it is, like, all right, well, I mean, you know, it's, like, there needs to be more, um, you know, more people represented, and I think that is something that's getting better.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's just, like, um, even just, like, I mean, I guess it just happens with, like, a college town where, like, people come from many different places, and then sometimes, like, they don't, like, meet a whole lot of people who are just from, from the places that they're like the neighborhoods they're living in, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like I, I don't know, like it's I don't know, like I remember wondering like how do you or how do you find like the way to like um, I mean I don't know to bring together like different social circles and stuff like and like I don't know I just think it's it seems cool I haven't like gone to a lot of stuff at that but it just seems like um any like show space that's a community resource should really it's really cool for that space and the people rent to to like for that to be representative of like a broader community and not just like
1: some people here for college so yeah yeah totally. yeah thank you thank yeah thanks again for for highlighting that and yeah and it's like it's a, definitely like an awkward topic
2: you know because I mean, I'm, I don't think anyone's intentionally being like, let's make the shows only my friends and the people right. I grew up with, you know. But naturally, that's just socially, that's just what happens. You you do stuff with the people you know and people you grew up with. And I just think uh, any place that gives you the opportunity to to meet more people who who didn't go to your school or like didn't, you know, just it's like a it's like a special like uh, community functions for for something like that to serve to just have people um kind of like just even just like the like only white people that shows side like thing aside like it's just cool to have like any space that will bring a lot of people together who could really enjoy like and benefit from like uh experiencing each other's like creative output yep
0: absolutely yeah so, yeah totally fair. uh i mean i think also you know Definitely, like the different like genres, perhaps that could bring more people out, or like people of color, or whatever it is, or different communities. That, uh, you know, um, yeah. to make things more more diverse. But other than say, like you know, like say, like more like you know, the diversity of the genres that would be, you know, like something like hip hop, or then that would bring out, you know, you know, maybe like more like soul or something like that would bring out more people. Of color or different backgrounds. What other things, you know, would you say as someone as, uh, you know, a person of color that would say, be like, oh, this would, you know, you think would bring out more people or, or bring make crowds more diverse?
2: I'm not even. I don't know because like I guess like um to me it really is more like because I'm like honestly I just came here as a college kid like anybody else you know so like so um um I I just think like anything that's serving, like I said, a community function and organizing like events, like um, if it can make itself available as a resource to like, you know, just reaching out to, to more people than just your own like circle. I, guess, yeah. I feel like that would go a long way because like they are all social events. You know, Like if you go to something, you probably go to it because your friend's going or because you know someone there or someone's like, hey, like let's go do this thing, you know? So I feel like in the end like it's maybe more about just making is making people like putting people in a fun like kind of situation together so they'll become friends and like you know that fun situation as a show um yeah, I mean it's a good idea like to have many different genres and like many different performers, you know like yeah will bring out different people, but ultimately, I think the strength of like Boston in it being a pretty small city is that like even just with genres, like, I, I wouldn't have gone to like a, maybe like a noise rock show or something like that before, like based on my, what I listened to, but like there just yeah. weren't that many people around. So like, you know, like you just go to the thing where people are going to be at and you start like seeing, seeing that stuff. So it's almost like a strength. You could think of it as a strength or like a silver lining that like Boston is a bit smaller. So like we, we have less distractions, like we have more opportunities to but if there's less shit going on, like then you can really uh, partake in a bigger variety of what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, I mean, but um, I don't know. I like the, the show thing to me is definitely uh, special. I don't know why I've, I've kind of dropped out of going to shows. Like I really haven't been to many shows. Like I feel like I used to go to a show like literally every night especially living at the white house like if i, wasn't I was gonna going say, to a show, it be a show at the house
0: i was gonna say like at your place <laughs> there probably was so many shows that that that's at least one way it's like that that's that's a pretty good commute show commute right just it's down you yeah. walk right back there like show at the house
2: whether you want to go to a show
0: or not you're at a show because yeah. <laughs> um but it was so, always cool yeah were you always a f- uh, fan of that like having like that that it was like it was going to be like a show necess- yeah. in yeah house or like people in your place. At that point in my life
2: for sure like I think you sign up for it you know so sort you're of, like I'm gonna yeah. look here and there's going to be shows and like you know that's what's the deal. I think at this point yeah. I, I would never want to live in a show house now um yeah. but but yeah it was definitely like I loved that when I was there it was great like Show houses are, like we were saying, kind of grimy, or sometimes they're kind of a dump, mm-hmm. dumpy place, you know, and they right. come with a lot of problems, because you need a landlord who's not paying attention, I guess, in order to, like, <laughs> have a show house in the first place, but um, but you get so much enrichment, personally, out of just experiencing all this community stuff and, and having all this cool stuff going on uh, that outweighs it, uh, if that's, like, what you're really looking for at the time, um, but yeah, I wouldn't want
1: in right now. <laughs> I have a question. When when did the, the re-emerge and was that also around the time speaking of like you know, there's something to be said about those of you who came from Miami and then Bufu, I feel coming in around the same around the time of free pizza and then that that was a that was a time yeah I don't know why people
2: like coming out of anywhere coming out of Florida they're they're always like a force I think just because Florida like I don't mean to hate on it but like my experience growing up there it just fucking sucked so much like there just wasn't like shit around you know <laughs> like There probably was, and I just couldn't access it. I didn't know. I think, like, to be into stuff in Florida, you have to be, like, a lifer. Like, really, like, really intense, like, hardcore, like, something. Because I think I was just too dorky or, like, you know, not, like, punk enough, like, to really be able to get, like, into, like, what was going on (laughs) in Miami. But, like, I think, like, when everyone came here, like, we are just like, holy shit. Like, you can just walk places, like, you can just fucking like set up a show at like someone's house Like you can and so like it's just such a new thing to us that we're like let's do all this shit like we couldn't do any of this shit at home like so i think people just get really excited about all that potential uh, and that's probably why like so many people come too because then you tell your friends who are still in Miami like dude like it's way sicker here like <laughs> a lot of cool shit is going on and when they move up like people are a lot of people are like just dying to get out of Florida. Usually, if they grew up there and went to high school there, so yeah. Maybe yeah. Like, other people from Florida will not like me for saying that, but I'm sure there's a good <laughs> portion of people who will agree that it fucking sucks there.
0: Anyway. Yeah, it's there's a there was a band called Florida Equals Death for a reason, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also and, we saw that at Gay Gardens, they were on the that same bill with uh fat history month sarah lee and big mess really yeah nice. uh, yeah so yeah that was so like 2013 that was like around when we first heard free pizza and i remember we did a show you actually played the second kids like you and me show oh really we yeah because we we started the blog in 2009 but we didn't really start doing shows until like later um Damn. we did one in 2012 but this we didn't really do them that often at, at that time not not until like much later but the second one we show we did ever was glenn played and then our friend ben tan played and then free pizza and miami doritos played when
2: where was that show
0: was that the one? basement of radio and ensemble the okay, radio Downstairs. So. yeah um, did did
2: Ronnie do a show before Free Pizza with you guys or was it the
0: other way around? So that was actually uh, Glenn, that was just a, a G. Gordon Gritty show. Like it wasn't a Kidney okay. Q&B show. Oh, so
2: Glenn just played that show and asked me to, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. Was But, but did, did Ronnie do that show before? Free Pizza did the kids like
0: you and me show or I'm I do not have no uh, yeah, time. It was two months before the kids like you and me show.
2: Oh wow. You guys have like an encyclopedic memory of this whole history. I do
0: actually. So it was August 1st <laughs> was the running one. And uh I believe October eleventh was the one with the free pizza blade. In That's incredible.
2: Cause now I remember because uh, so the kids like you and me show you're saying that was like one of the early ones, right?
0: Yeah, as their second that's one
2: of the week. Yeah. So, so we didn't like know what it was, and then we were trying to figure out if we should play the show. I'm pretty sure that's when I was like, as soon as like Glenn's fucking awesome, only like must <laughs> play this show because like, like I was saying, <laughs> like anyone like that, would, like like you guys were like, there's like a ton of enthusiasm and commitment for like, you know, getting people to like do shows and come out to oh, show. Oh yeah. Just, like, you know what I mean?
1: Like, that's, yeah.
2: that's, like, that was really special to us, like, so, because that's what we cared about, was, like, the, like uh, just making, like, a cool art project. I mean, it was a band, but we kind of looked at it like a, a cool art project where we could kind of do a community thing, you know, so, like,
1: I was like, dude, we gotta play this show, this is gonna yeah. be sick. Yeah, no, thank you for playing that show, because, yeah, just, yeah, as you can tell from the lineup, you know, we, well, I mean, I guess, At that time, that was only my third show or something. It was like a a fourth show, something like that, very early on. I I believe
0: that was your fifth
1: show. Fifth show, okay. Well, (laughs) either way, I didn't really feel worthy to share a bill with you know, I kind of always had that way and yeah, for you guys to play that show, that was that was just really awesome.
2: Hell yeah, it was awesome that you you guys, that you had us play and like I don't know. I think like that's the key most important part of it all um is just to 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 do this stuff because it's like because your art is important to you and 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 participating in and experiencing other people's art is an important thing to you. Because going to shows can be exhausting, but sometimes it is like and I guess I suck now because I don't go to shows anymore as much, but like it is a thing where like you you get more out of it the more you participate in it because you're like you're as an audience member, like a key part of like the whole process of like this thing, this living thing of sharing this shit with people. Uh, so like it's like you gotta go to shows, like because it is what keeps that whole like little like magical art thing alive. It can get exhausting when you go to shows like all the time, but um, but yeah, I mean it's it's sick. It's like really it's really cool when you have the energy to go to a ton of them. Yeah. Of,
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like Glenn said, we were like so amazed that you, that y'all, y'all were playing the show and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, at at that time, it was just like we were we're still fairly, you know, we've been going to local shows for a couple of years by that point, but still fairly new. And, and and going to more and more. So it was, you know, and then like putting on a show. I mean, it was so that was unto itself like a whole like trip. In a way, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like we had never really, we, we didn't had have really put on. We didn't have the credibility, but we had the energy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. someone was like, "Like, what's what time's the load in?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, like, I, I hadn't thought of that. Like that's a thing. Or like, what is there a backline? And I honestly, I think I googled backline. Like uh, I didn't know. Like, so, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know this shit or whatever. And then someone's like, "Is anyone doing sound tonight?" And we're like, "Uh." uh what like yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's all this Hell shit yeah. that think of you know you know that's so, so like... funny
2: i mean because we we felt what is it oh What's shit that? it's saying my internet connection is unstable can you still hear me oh yeah yes. i can i can still hear you yep man i like internet Speed test and it says like three megabytes or whatever. Like it says some speed that's allegedly really fast and like it's bullshit. Like this. Yeah, it's all bad. a
1: bunch of lies. <laughs>
2: um. Oh, but yeah, it is funny. Like when you, that's why I like DIY shows because it's like, it's like everyone gets to like take on these like fun ro- roles of like kind of like organizing something. And it's, like, a yeah. even just organizing a DIY tour is, like, really a funny, like, complicated, like, process that's, like, really rewarding. Like, it's kind of crazy to be able to tap into some kind of network of, like, just people who are just, who just want shows to happen in their town. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, they just want to have something cool to experience. So, like, they do all this fucking work, uh, like, after, like, their job or whatever, like to make it um, make it a thing um, but like yeah with Free Pizza too like we we struggled to like get shows a lot of time or like not play like an opening slot or whatever um, for a good portion of time I think Ben kind of hustling like like just getting like putting his own shows together and stuff helped us out a lot in terms of like us being able to have anybody like Have that chance to even see us play because we weren't playing first, you know, or last. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But but it is kind of like just anyone can step in. Hopefully, anyone can step in and try to kind of take on that role. And if they have enough energy, they can like keep like this thing going. Um, Which is just like this positive part of someone's life. Like it's a cool thing. Like hey, like there's a there's a place where like myself and some group of people go to, to kind of like experience this little micro culture we created and like we'll meet new people and then like people from other towns will be like, Hey, like, can we come like see what your little scene is like and like play? And I don't know. It's kind of a cool little, little like uh, niche
0: <laughs> thing. Uh, totally. Yeah, a- absolutely. That That's kind of like one of the, main things that we at least hope to get away, uh, get you know, a takeaway from this podcast with like the guests that we have on. And that's why we you know, you're, we're having you know, you on in addition to also, you know, that we're, that we're friends and everything and you know, and the, we obviously love your music, but we I like that like with repeat, uh, and the, you know, and, and just, you know, ha- just you as a person, it's like it's a part of like the underground and like the idea of really underground music, you know, and the, you know, that as opposed to, I guess the industry more or less or whatever, yeah. right? you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's like, that's, it's like, if, if anything else, especially during these times where we don't really know what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be lying up saying that was exactly what we were planning the podcast, but we do really want to the focus to be like the idea of like what we've been talking about this whole time of just underground culture. And like, that's, what's important. And, you know, and anything that even that does, if there's some people who get big or get into a band that's big that everybody knows what's like, you know, that's, well, I mean, where do you think those bands started anyway? You know what I mean? That's not yeah. even the goal. That's not even like the goal the go- I mean the goal is just to fucking have good fun shows and build a community and mm-hmm. culture that keeps everyone together and everything but and you know constantly evolving. But if anyone that's like a mainstream person needs a justification a justification, well it's like where do you think a nirvana comes from where you know what I mean Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like um, that kind of that kind of stuff. Like I think um starting off with like DIY shows like is, is really cool, um, especially like <laughs> DIY tours, which are like fucking humbling. Cause after you spend months like preparing and like contacting and emailing people, like doing all this fucking work, like more than half the shows you play, like only two people show up, you know, and yeah. all this stuff. It's like super humbling <laughs> and yeah. it's like, like um, but you know, that's cool because like if a band, if a band is willing to do that, for long enough, and then they have some kind of success, and then like their touring is structured differently, and like their whole band is structured differently. Like, you know, that, that gives that's a good foundation, I guess, to have like that. That people did it like this other way first, like this really humbling <laughs> way first of like because touring is such a good way of like remembering, like, no one knows who the fuck your band is, and 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 like they probably don't even care that much, but like it's also like really awesome because for some reason, people still come to shows and will watch your band and talk to you after and like maybe show you their band. And it's like, damn, like no one, like who, no one should know who the, like who the fuck we are. Like we just came to their town to play a show because we like shows. And the fact that other people care enough to participate as well um, is like um, this cool thing to see.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, greatly right. put. Yeah, <laughs> Glenn and I haven't really experienced uh, touring or anything like that, so it's it's definitely we've been a to a couple
1: of places out of Boston, and yeah, it's always, yeah, even it, it kind of feels like a tour, even though they've just been yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know one day we might okay. stay overnight, but like we've been to New Bedford, Providence, um, New Bedford, and
0: where else? uh what uh, western mass yeah I it's love not western too far well but, cool. but but we want to do more in the future yeah uh,
2: cool. New England's yeah. an awesome place to be because you can do a tour without leaving like a big radius and like hit like sure. six or seven towns like it's fucking awesome mm-hmm.
0: it's totally true because yeah like we did a show um it's actually really cool I had like a fa- I had a real fantasy um and like I don't, I mean I don't mean to sound like uh, like I'm like clairvoyant or whatever, but this was last fall and like I had a, I had like a feeling that I'm like if I don't do this, I don't know if it will ever happen. So I like want to do it, and I had a fantasy of like um, just booking like an out of town gig. Yeah. Um, and uh, we played at Cold Spring Hollow. Where is that? Uh, it's in Western Mass, and Sis. it's like in Bel- uh, Belchertown. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, and, like, it's been around, a house that's been around forever, or I guess, or not, you know, I mean, I don't know, but it's been passed down through a few, like, like, I don't know, over the years, maybe, like, I don't know if it's been, like, five or ten years or something, whatever. Damn. but, but uh, anyway, but it's been, I'd heard the name over the years, um, mm-hmm. and I, I knew some ban you know, some bands that have play think I think he may, maybe Jesus has played there before. I don't, I don't know. Could Because
2: Jesus lives in, in Northampton now.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I remember talking to him. Because uh, I remember I asked him <laughs> if he wanted to play the show, but uh, I think he, he couldn't make it that night or something. But oh, but um, anyway, we did like we didn't have anything. Uh, you know what I mean? We weren't, we didn't have any like songs or anything like that or anything like that. But we decided to do a because it was close to Halloween. Uh, so we did that few days after and we did a, a cover set of this band, the, the Icky Boyfriends, but anyway, we, no, you know, again, like, no, we have no real connection to that or anything like that or that that scene at all, but it's like we did that, book that show, and, you know, there may be like 10 or 12 people or something there, but That's it was like true. the coolest thing ever. Yeah, you know?
2: Western Mass is like a warm, welcoming place, I think, to like, yeah. Like a band that no one knows, you know, like, or like, let's say, like, a band like one 3p7, we when no one knew, like, I mean, still no one knows us, but you know what I mean? Like, when we just didn't really I'm know about Western Mass and we and we played yeah. there, people are so fucking oh. nice and they'll watch your band and like totally rock out to your band and shit. Yeah, and it's just, like, this is fun. Like, yeah,
0: totally. I don't even know anybody yeah.
2: here, and everyone is super welcoming and like open minded and shit.
0: Yeah I really got that impression too like I I think like because the other one of the other bands that played is our, our friend's band The Glue and at the time our friend Lily was living there in Western Mass but uh, I don't think they were like really played out there at all or anything mm-hmm. so uh, or maybe uh, not to my knowledge so I, I think like people that stuck around to see the show I think they were just like there because they know that cool shows happen there. I don't think anyone oh, yeah. knew, like, you know, like knew what the hell they were going to see or whatever. I mean, there was one other band, too, that played, but they played first, too. So it wasn't even like, it was like, oh, they stuck around for their friend's band. It was, you know. That's amazing when people stay. Yeah. Where did you play when you played out in Western Mass? Um, damn.
2: Mm. Um, what... Man, I have shit memory, especially like right now. Like I said, like I'm like That's because right. of my being tired. That's a good excuse, I think. Oh yeah. but, uh, I but I'm trying to think. Western Mass, we played at um um. Shit. I saw look like, at Western Mass like house show names. I I don't really remember. Um, That's alright. Uh, people's house. I don't know. I feel like I never really. I don't know. You know when you like don't know a place well enough, even though you go so many times that you don't remember like I think we must have played like a different place every time. There's so many cool houses and like people with like
0: places where you could play or at least over the years like we've just had yeah. played in so we many were, different. Places. Yeah, you very well could have played this this house then And then, then there was this you, venue. I know what you mean. That
2: like seriously, my brain sucks right now because this menu that I should know the fucking name of, I'm forgetting it. Um, and we've been there a bunch of times. Um, I'm trying to think of um, where else. I don't know. I I am like so. You play like, uh, the, flywheel like, the flywheel right now,
0: maybe. Or like the like the flywheel. Play. Flywheel, yes,
2: that's the one that I've been trying to remember. The Flywheel is awesome. It's still going, right?
0: Um, I'm actually not sure. I've never been. I just know it's a place out I think. <laughs> <just kind> of <laughs> Through a shot in the dark. Yeah,
2: that's like the one non-house venue that does feel really homey and like nice. I like that place a lot. Um, houses, I can't remember, but the Flywheel we have played and been there for different shows a lot of times. I really like it. And then, for some reason right now, I am, like, this is so, like, embarrassing, but, like, I'm forgetting the name of the fucking label that put out the Free Pizza oh, record with Oh, feeding Tube? Beating Tube, yes. feeding Tube, when the Be- store was still in Be- North Oh, yeah, of course. Feeding Tube was a yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. place to choose, yeah. too. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. crazy that I forgot that, that that's name. That's all right. But sometimes I just forget people's names, too, and, like. And it's like, what's happening? Do I need to start doing like, or something? Puzzles or some shit?
0: I think we you, you need to bring that. the '40s back. And the 40s <laughs> yeah, '40s help with I your memory, not, not hurt it.
2: I can't drink ever since 2013. It's no more drinking for me. Uh, okay. Not because of al- alcoholism or anything. Just because my body was like, uh, like, oh, you want to drink beer and have fun, like, and like try to like reconnect to these feelings of like joy at shows like how about you get like fucking ill for like three days from like drinking two beers so after oh, like damn. a few months of having that happen i was like i think i have to stop like it's not gonna go away ah oh, shit oh sorry to hear that it's cool though now i'm glad i don't drink anymore i there was a good year where i was, was like damn it like i can't drink anymore and and now i'm like really really like really happy, I guess, uh, don't care that I can't drink. I think I got into other like, like my advice now is like, uh, like synthesizers, which is really stupid, but like, I guess that's yeah. like the thing I feel guilty about, but it brings me like fun and enjoyment. So I just do it anyway. So no more drinking now. I just like play with scents and shit.
0: Yeah. You, you, p- help you play well off. with them. <laughs> yeah i say it's definitely the healthier option.
2: Yeah, for sure, Yeah, it's healthier. It could could be. Uh, yeah, I tend to feel like quite more guilt than I should around like using cool stuff to make sounds as opposed to just using garbage to make sounds. Because I feel like I've been so used to making art and music out of just whatever bullshit is available. So to then start like investing in like special tools, like the tools feel too precious sometimes and then I'm like, man, I'm not even making anything. Like, I'm just like zoning out and like listening to weird sounds for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just wanted to go back real, real quick to the, so like, I remember definitely going back to 2013, like seeing Free Pizza first time in 2013. And it felt like y'all really went really hard into <laughs> 13 going into 14. You know, like and, and then with Boston, Massachusetts coming out, it was just like um, I felt like you guys played a lot of shows and were like touring a lot and um, yeah. yeah, I just remember being time. really I, yeah,
2: we did have like a lot of stuff like it was really fun like finally like I think that year like finally like we played shows and like people would be there and stuff it was like awesome. <laughs> Um, and it was really fun. I think it was just because like this really fun crew of people like in the whole scene just like had coalesced and like people were going to shows a lot. So it was like a, re- a really good time for that stuff. So, um, the best show, I think my favorite free pizza show ever was like the like Halloween cover. It's like the only time we'd ever done a cover show. Like the Lilypad? Yeah, Yeah, we, were you guys there? Yeah, you did Minor Threat. Yes, that was even though it wasn't our own songs, like I don't care. Like that was my favorite free piece show ever. Like that show was super
0: fun. Oh yeah, no, that was a fucking that was a blast. Yeah, I remember um Littlefoot did that that played those like the Twin Peaks songs from the Twin Peaks soundtrack. And oh, right. it was like uh, I'm trying to think. Oh Zebu did I think like from the Rocky Horror Picture Show son- soundtrack and then I want to oh, say, yeah. That's like "Secret Lover" played Donna Summer. Yeah, I always thought it'd be funny. i like, like which I think uh, they were Donna Summer. I think "Secret Lover." I think so, something like that.
2: Oh, damn! You, you guys have I like run. gnarly memory, or maybe my memory is just
0: like garbage. No, no, I think no, you, pretty much. Chris just like has money. a specialized
1: memory. My memory is do, garbage do. too. <laughs> I do have a
0: really good memory. Uh, that's amazing. I think. to uh, think. Hmm. I'm trying to actually narrow narrow people it down. People picked really clever
1: shit to cover.
0: What's that?
2: Oh, people picked really good shit to cover, I guess. We, we were originally going to do T-Rex, and then we were like, this doesn't work. Like, let's just do Minor Threat. Like, that's a band that we all, like, listened to growing up. Like that we really 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 cared about growing up and it just yeah. it just paid off so much more like because we, we thought t-rex was cool and stuff but definitely like if i was to think of like a band that i really cared about when i was a kid like minor threat would be like on the top one of the top ones so it really oh, was smarter yeah. that we changed our mind last minute and uh yeah
0: yeah totally that's where it's it's funny i mean glenn and i we've it's like the food masters it's kind of funny cause there are always covers, but like, but um, with Halloween stuff is always like the talk of like, okay, what, what's going to be done for like a Halloween show? And it's like every, yeah, it's always, it's so difficult for everyone to come to like an agreement. Yeah, because it's like
2: you, you want to pick something like clever where people are like, oh, you know, but in the end, I think you should just pick like something that really deeply in your heart is something like that you've just really liked for a long time, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I agree, and also, I, I do, also, I think, like, a lot of times, like, a faster thing is, like, really, I don't know, at least for me, I mean, that's kind of where my tastes go, where I think, like, something, or even something that's, like, a little bit different, you know what I mean, um but I know that that can only go to, like, a certain extent, too, you know what I mean, where, but. Yeah. Uh, then you but go back yeah. to sublime covers, and you're like, this shit's sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never know, it's like. <laughs> System <laughs> of <it> down cover. <laughs> yeah. I actually would love to see like some band do like a Halloween system of a down cover set.
2: Dude, that would be sick. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. It would probably it would take a lot of work, I bet, to like learn yeah. a song.
2: Have like, you seen those YouTube videos of like a little kid playing like the drum beat for like some system of a down song or something? That oh shit, no, There's a lot. Yeah. Um
0: damn. Yeah. I was going to say like with the Boston, Massachusetts, the album and the song and everything. um, I mean, well, you you said that was your, the Halloween show was your favorite uh, free pizza show. My favorite, uh, favorite free pizza show was Boofoo Fest. Um, And uh, it was, you know, like, uh, yeah, that was the same year. I believe it was actually April 25th or 25th 2014 and mm-hmm. i mean and then whatever the next day was so uh because it was the two days but i remember like that whole fest was really sick but i remember specifically like one of my favorite sets was the free pizza set and uh, my awesome. favorite set was boston Mass when you guys played oh, yeah. in boston Massachusetts. and i remember seeing some of my like favorite bands that were a little bit bigger playing like at like club shows and it was fun and everything but i was like this isn't as fun as like the local stuff I've been going to. And then like, I remember during that moment at the at the Elks Lodge, you guys were playing Boston ba- Massachusetts, and like everyone was singing along to the song. And I'm like, okay, this is, that's what I was, that's what I've been missing these like at these club shows, like whatever, if I was at Paradise or wherever it was, you know, it was just such mm-hmm. a
2: great thing. Yeah. I- I feel like that song went over way better like in you know in Boston and other places, like people didn't (laughs) get it. Like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, that song (laughs) is super fun. Like it's just a little masterpiece thing where like he just made like a a little like celebration of like the cool thing we had going on. The whole scene had going on, you know? And so yeah, I feel like it's a thing that is just happy to like any like thing that's celebrating like something that all these people share yeah overall probably usually <laughs> like when you play it, like it's just really fun because it's it's cool to embrace it because it hopefully like is something that represents the song like celebrating something that other people thought was special too
0: which was just like all those house shows and stuff absolutely yeah also, it resonated yeah it, it, it totally wasn't it was an it really is an anthem and but it's like an anthem for it's not, not in an exclusive way but it's an anthem for a really a small group of people but I think that makes it even more important you know and I think you know people could still listen to that song and like I think you can get uh you know even if you weren't around or or part of that scene or whatever you could still I think get get it if you really listen to the song you know um
2: and the video was totally not COVID appropriate because it's tons of people sharing 40. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah someday but uh (laughs) yeah not
1: appropriate yeah
0: it's i i never really had a big sense of like civic pride or any kind of like sort of um any kind of like pride for something that it's like well it's like if i didn't i i'm if i'm here i'm living here i didn't but i didn't have like a choice necessarily there so but with that song it's like you know, it's Boston. Massachusetts and I, I have pride in it because I did have a choice over this, and I chose to go to these places and listen yeah. to this music and hang out with these people. And I'm really happy and proud about it. And
2: I think, I think that's how we felt about identifying as like, creepy to being like a Boston thing and not anything else because it's like, wouldn't have existed without like just the fun
0: community. Yeah. Yep. Well, also, yeah, and it makes it, it's really cool because to you, I mean you and Jesus are from Miami yeah and so it totally gives it I think not that like you couldn't be for you it's not that you couldn't be from Boston right that song but I think that it makes it even more it's weird it obviously it's weirdly like gives it even more credibility because yeah. it's, like, it's this it's like beyond the actual city itself it's just it's like what you're like this this like particular vibe or yeah it's like, like, like it's, it's funny
2: it's funny too, because obviously like we're not from here, like Jesus' accent, you can tell he's not from anywhere in New England, you know? <laughs> like yeah. um, but I think Jesus, at least at the time, was like taking a lot of inspiration from Jonathan Richmond. And Jonathan Richmond's got the New England song and he's got like Roadrunner. Yep. I guess he he had some like little anthems. Yeah. Celebrations of like this place. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Jesus was thinking about that when he wrote those lyrics but like um, I feel like even though I'm not from here like I still when I hear like Jonathan Richmond sing about like here it's like it does resonate with like things that I think are special about being here too.
0: It's funny that you mentioned Jonathan Richmond because I remember um, Shawnee Brando posting Boston in massachusetts on facebook and he i forget he mentioned like jonathan richmond but he was like this is the real anthem or something
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not like
2: roadrunner or some. yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah he may have said that I don't know. yeah something like but it was something to that effect about jonathan richmond but mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's kind of funny i i mean this may sound like total uh Heresy or whatever, but I, I I kind of would be funny to me if like some like Boston like dudes with heavy Boston accents were like covering that song at like, like a dive bar and knew nothing at all of like <laughs> of the house shows or whatever and just like with a thick Boston um, accent, but just I don't know. Maybe you could like <laughs> I don't know. Do oh, like
2: maybe there's will do it for. You can paint them. Aren't some some menus don't let you cover songs? Right? They like turn off the sound if you try covering a song.
0: Yeah, I don't. Maybe. I, don't I, think, I think only songs different. where like somebody's going after people for for stealing the rights. But, oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's when. Um, it's
0: kind of. I, I'd definitely be I was say to say that. Hear somebody oh, what's that?
2: Oh no! Yeah, it would definitely be surreal to hear somebody sing the Boston, Massachusetts song with, with a with a Boston accent. That right, that's right. That's
0: right. That's <laughs> Yeah. Um, i was gonna say that song "Dirty Water" by the Standells. It's like mm-hmm. the Boston song, like classic Boston. I'm pretty sure they're from California. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, you're in you're in good uh, company.
2: Yeah. That's
0: so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's probably true. It's like probably real, but Boston people were trying to create Boston pride, whatever songs they'd probably I mean, fuck it up.
2: Did the drop communities <laughs> do it or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm sure, I'm sure someone listening to this that's like, "Hey, fuck you, man. We have lots of good shit." It's like, all right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, no, but uh, cool. like Boston. yeah, totally. I mean, it has its ups and downs, but. I mean, some of it really sucks. Yeah. Than, well, it's kind of like yeah. you were saying, like you, like you hate like a lot of like Florida too. You know, it's like there's, there's definitely like I think, you know, everywhere I think kind of has some stuff that sucks about it, but there's cool stuff too.
2: Yeah, and if you're from a general region and you're kind of around there, maybe even if not in your own exact hometown, you can definitely you just see it a different way. You can see like, oh, I don't know, like you want to see something else or be somewhere else sometimes.
0: Yeah, totally. I've actually never lived in Boston. Believe it or not. I've <laughs> oh. yeah. only lived in uh, the suburbs and wool, which is also like Represent a- Represent
2: the Boston suburbs. Dang, uh,
0: but well, so we moved to like
2: right by Forest Hills. And we have really close to Dedham driving. And like, it's so nice to be able to go to like a more urban like um, store that has like way more shit. And like, it's really easy to park there and stuff. Uh, <laughs> that sounds cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The suburb thing has its its pluses too, because driving in Boston is like, nice. I, I'm a, maybe, like I said, maybe I'm like just a wimp, but like it's fucking stressful and scary.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I don't even drive, but I just know <laughs> just being in guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, fuck. It's it's really terrible. The traffic, yeah. just the drivers, people just being aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when so that year though, in two thousand fourteen was quite a year for free, for free pizza. Uh, when you I remember it the final Boston show. I mean I, I mean you, you came back a few times, but the final Boston show was like December 14. Oh I at the remember White House
2: basement? Day.
0: Yeah. And then you went to was it Nashville after that?
2: Yeah, we went to Miami. Um, okay, and that was the only really the first time that I like got to experience like what Miami's like scene was, you know, like music scene was, since I didn't really get to ever see what that was in high school, Right, that was awesome. So we played a lot of shows in Miami. We lived there for six months. Uh, oh, wow. Saving up money to go to Berlin. Right. <laughs> so we saved up and lived there for six months. We were in Berlin for three months. Um, and we didn't know anyone there or anything. We just were emailing like people left and right and like somehow we're able to like play like a handful of shows there. Um, and I think a couple of them are actually pretty like awesome. Like they were really fun. Uh, and then what we did was we drove, we flew back to Miami from Berlin and then drove to Nashville. Um, but we made it like like a month or like a little over a month long tour, but we intentionally made it like have as many cities as possible with as short of drives as possible. So we could like collect as much donation money along the way while having more stops. So like between each stop, there was less gas expenditure, <laughs> you know,
0: That's a good move. That's smart. Yeah, because so, we we're
2: like, this is like one time because like Jesus and I always had to work jobs, you know, so like we couldn't right. just go on tour like on a whim or whatever, like like anytime we went on tour would jeopardize like our livelihood, you know? Yeah. Um, So like we just took advantage that we were moving to a new city so we didn't have any job to come back to. we're like, let's just make this tour like longer than the other ones we had done uh, and try to collect as much gas money. Like just make it something where we can break even or better and make it something where we can play in as many different places as possible also. Just because like that's a luxury, you know, usually we can only take like a week or like ten days off of work and you, right. you don't get to play everywhere that you wish you could. So that's what we did. We like spent like five weeks playing in as many places as, as we could. And then we like landed in Nashville and um and yeah, we did our thing in Nashville for like a couple years. Yeah. And Nashville's awesome.
1: What was that venue that you yeah. loved? Oh, Betty's. Shout out.
2: Betty's, Shout hopefully is closed, because Betty's is sick. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. It's, like, in West Nashville, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know the name of the neighborhood so well. But, yeah, Nashville is really cool. Uh, people there are really good at music. <laughs>
0: How did it? Uh, well, actually, says so says go a little bit back to Miami. Like, what uh, I'm trying to think is that like Churchill's? Is that, is that in Miami? Yeah, Churchill's is the spot. Okay, Heard of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was that place like? Churchill's, I mean, I wish I could speak to it from a more like, from my point of view, I, I didn't really fully experience it. I mean, we went to tons of shows at Churchill's while we were there, but. I, I don't, like, Ben could probably tell you, like, tons about, about the place since he, like, was really a lot more involved. We went to tons of shows there. That was another place like that, one of those bars that will let people do, like, any kind of show. Um, they do INC there, which is, like, the noise,
0: the noise show. Yeah, thing. yeah. International noise conference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Richard, uh, I always forget his last name, but that's right. That's They would have the the noise conference. Yeah. So and then they yeah. brought it internationally. We saw like the when they were in Boston w- with it on tour or something with it in uh is that like this uh hassle warehouse space.
2: I I see was at the White House one time.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Um oh.
2: Yeah. So um so I see, yeah that happens and there was some noise show at Churchill's where like the last band was playing and I don't know what reason because I was outside um, was throwing chairs off the stage at people and so like a couple people came out with their head bleeding and shit and, oh, and, like, shit. and it was like nothing it was like a normal ass time like so that's <laughs> that's what Churchill's is and I guess like that's kind of like Miami I guess like it's just an intense place <laughs> Um, but I don't know what I remember from Miami was like Shit, going for like till super super late and then just being out till fucking really late until like into almost the morning like it's just way more like things go way late in miami right um there were some shows where like especially at churchills like they would just let you i don't know like someone booked like 10 bands and this show went to like fucking almost like four in the morning or three i don't know when churchills closes it probably closes like three or something i don't know but it felt like forever and like It's just a different kind of feeling there. But Churchill's is one of those places that will let, from what I can see, will let people do crazy ass shows.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, I think
2: the ownership may have changed over at one point or something. But like I said, I I don't know enough to speak about it really, other than that.
0: Yeah, totally. And then you went to Berlin, so what was the motivation uh to go to Berlin?
2: We like we just wanted to I guess maybe it's not really like a novelty thing but kind of like a we just wanted to try to go somewhere you know completely new and cuz of like the tourist visa thing we knew we could only spend a few months there. Um so so, um, Jesus' mom was gracious enough to host us there for like a few months, so we were able to be there and you know try to play some shows and try to experience art there and go to museums and stuff, because there's tons of music and art um, going on there. Um, so yeah, we, we like saw that as a, a, a cool thing to try and then we were like, why not, because we had moved to Boston and like that being a new thing for us was like really enriching and really cool and so we just thought like yeah. we should try this and then after that like move to another city um and Nashville seemed really cool um and so yeah we just wanted to try see what it was like to try to start something over <laughs> I guess.
0: Wow damn yeah
1: yeah
0: what well we're um been like Berlin or some like the. Do you remember some of the names of the venues?
2: Man, I suck at at this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Also, because they're in German and stuff, so like, I yeah. can't see them probably. Um, yeah. But let's see. I suck. I don't remember. I wish I had your right. because I don't know. Um, but we played That's okay. places. We played this one building that was like this this tall ass. Fucking building full of apartments that just had weird ass like people art people living in it like the whole thing was like some weird ass like art commune thing um there were just like tons of spaces like that there it was like they have a lot of spaces for like weird underground shit um it was pretty impressive also like not being from there or knowing anything about it things usually look more like expansive and wide like, like when you don't really know where you are so that might have been part of it but it really did seem like they got a lot of shit going on
1: <laughs> it was cool yeah did you ever happen to play with a band called none of your beeswax i don't think so
2: it's possible and then i don't remember the name that's
1: true cause yeah I have a great name memory <laughs> I don't have a good memory either, but I do remember they they rolled through Boston a couple of years ago, and they're from Berlin. I remember them talking about how they weren't, this was, this was like their first house show ever was in Boston. Really? Whoa. I guess it's not as much of a thing. Maybe they, didn't, maybe they didn't experience life. But it seemed like from their perspective, they didn't really have that experience in Berlin of the house shows. Damn.
2: Damn, it, it was definitely, I mean, it, I don't know if it was like house shows, there were venues mostly, except for that one building where like we played on the first floor. But it was, we did a lot of weird ass like emailing and like just trying to meet people at places. Um, It took us like a good month, I think for almost a month and a half, like, in the beginning, we didn't really meet a whole ton of people. There was somebody through a family friend that Jesus knew that introduced us to some people. But it definitely took a little while to break into, like, even just meeting people. Uh, and by the time we had kind of a new couple people and, like, we're going out and doing stuff, we had to come back. Um, so it was, like, a, a weird, like like, a lot packed into, like, a, a short period of time because the first month was us just... Playing music and getting settled there, and before we really got to know people
0: in, in the town. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And uh, and then you went to Nashville, and what? So, like, what what was Nashville like? Because I mean, I've never I've never been there, and I don't know. You know, obviously, I know a lot of music comes out of there, and I seen a lot of bands from there. But I'm kind of curious how it compares. <laughs> to Boston
2: yeah okay so when we moved to Nashville uh, Rory had joined our band so he had right. already lived there for a little while and he, uh, he played in designer and stuff so he yeah. already was kind of kind of knew everybody in that little music scene um, so that was a pretty quick transition for us because we instantly just met a ton of cool people um, I'd say if you were to contrast it with Boston Everyone I met there, uh, well, not everyone, let's say half of the people I met there that were part of that scene were people who grew up in Nashville. Um, and maybe the other half were people who were going to college, but were from somewhere in the South, I guess. Um, but it felt like the scene was consisted a lot more of people who were from Nashville. Um, whereas here, I, I guess there's tons of people who are from Boston. Here, but it just it seemed like there, people, a good like the good like core of like the crew of people there like were friends from high school. Um, they knew each other from you know way back, so it was like a, I guess like a more close knit um, group of people there.
0: Okay, interesting.
2: And I think we were lucky to be introduced through Rory, who already knew those people because I, I don't know if it's as easy to just get to know people when they're already all, like, close a group of friends. And, and we were kind of lucky to kind of just be kind of embraced, you know, like, just welcomed into this place. And, like, my uh, sister and I were able to make friends with a lot of awesome people there um, pretty quickly um, and just play shows with people there. And um, I liked it a lot. It's a driving city. You don't really walk places unless you're in certain neighborhoods. Um, and um people there like most people there who play music like their parent or somebody in their family was in the music industry or is or like like music is just like a lot more a part of their background and, and almost everybody i think i can think of from there like is really proficient at instruments <laughs> and music so it's like a um It's a different thing. Like, I don't think one is better than the other. It just seemed like there people are have a a much more of a background in in like um, Music related stuff. Whereas here it it felt like people were just like coming at it from this really like weird creative like perspective of like, let me pick up this Whatever I can get my hands on like busted guitar or whatever and make like some really weird cool shit with it. Uh, Yeah. Were there house shows? Um, yes. They kind of closed down a lot of houses there, but there were some cool house shows. Um, there were some cool house venues. Um, there was like someone had like this, uh, might still be going, kind of studio space that was like a venue. Um, there was this other like um, community like art, or not community, but you know, one of those co-working kind of art studio places that was like a warehouse. Um, that had shows too. There, yeah, there's like um, different things. I feel like now Betty's is one of like the last like <laughs> like little places. Uh, I guess I don't know. I haven't been to a house show there in a long time, but um, have you guys heard of Dark Matter? I've heard the yes. name.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Dark not Matter not... is
2: I'd say like the core of like the cool DIY stuff that's happening and nashville when we first moved there they had just started dark matter and that was like the group of like people that we had kind of uh met and had been hanging out with and they were in this like kind of like rundown like house but it wasn't anybody's house it was like a house they had rented to use as a venue and it was really cool but it was kind of falling apart then they moved to this other space and it was really cool but like i can't remember for whatever reason they had to move out of there too and then finally the space that they're occupying currently. They, like, did tons of work to it before they moved in and they made it really nice. And um, ever since COVID happened, it's been, I guess, they've kind of transformed it into a resource for, like, um, providing stuff for for community members, like food food donation and, like, um, other kind of materials that people would need. and having it be like a free store type thing. I'm pretty sure that's happening there now, um, as well as like doing like a lot of activism stuff. So Dark Matter is a pretty cool thing that's going on there. I guess you could, it's not the same thing as DAP, but you could think of it as another like community hub um, that's making itself available as a, a resource. And it's also associated with like
1: awesome DIY music.
0: Yeah, okay, that's cool. Great. That's awesome to
1: look more into it.
2: Yeah, dark matter is sick. If you ever go to Nashville and shows are a thing and we all get past this what's uh, going on right now, you should try to see if you can go to a show there.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's the question I, that we have always asked. Yeah. yeah, we always we always ask uh everyone and so I'll I'll ask the the tall order um the loaded question, when do you think shows will return? To like people, like people going inside like venues, like like a, a regular show,
2: like uh, like like a uh, DIY shows or like like real,
0: not real because I think DIY shows get real as fuck. But you know, say yeah. I mean? like say like, yeah, say like yeah. DAP for example. Oh yeah, yeah, or any kind of any like it could be a house show, it could be a show at like oh I, I guess yeah,
2: just places. It'll obviously like probably be more like connected to like what the city kind of says is cool to do, but with DIY stuff, I don't know. I hope I hope people aren't gonna like try to rush back into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, seems like people have generally been pretty irresponsible and tried to like, you know, keep this shit under control and not just like acting in like self-interest or whatever. Right. So I hope that like, I don't know when it'll come back, you know, and I haven't been going to shows as much lately I wonder. I I don't know. I feel like this is gonna have like a lasting impact. Like even as things return to like some kind of like um, being people being able to get close to each other and stuff again, I don't think like anything will ever be like what it was before. You know, mm. just in terms of like if people like spend a year or a couple years like kind of changing their behavior for a while, I just feel like it's gonna leave an leave some. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I just wonder when shit will will um um be like where you can just go into a place. You can go into restaurants now, I guess, and that kind of thing, but it doesn't feel right. Like I'm definitely like alarmed every time I see like one of those bars where like there's like a fuck ton of people like, inside drinking.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, you know it's weird. I've actually I'm starting to feel more optimistic, honestly. Like I, I for a while I really wasn't but um I'm just seeing more it seems I don't know. I, I don't know. I I honestly haven't really kept up with uh the like statistics or whatever number of cases, so I'm not sure. But uh just based on what I'm reading, it seems like like a vaccine could be here a lot sooner than was right. initially anticipated. So that's giving me a lot more hope. And right. I, I think it's even like even still, I think like that to me the bigger worry is is isn't even it goes beyond COVID. To me, my biggest concern is how many venues will close down because just them not being able to afford
2: yeah you know, being open without uh, business
0: for that long. That aspect of it is actually even to me with regard to shows a bigger concern than um you know than the. Than the disease itself, with regard to shows. I mean, not not just in general, but mm, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's that's it's definitely it's. I mean, when we're discussing like music communities and stuff, it really is a concern, you know.
2: Yeah, I think that's why. Um, it seems like that is doing this too, kind of. But like, like I said about dark matter, I'm, obviously there's no good solution to it. Like, but like it is cool that um, certain places, when they can't have shows, like have have looked deeper into what their mission is or what yeah. the meaning of what why they're there is and yes. try to still serve that function without necessarily throwing gatherings, large gatherings, you know.
0: But yeah, it still
2: doesn't take away the fact that like if they don't have enough money to pay their rent and stuff, they'll get kicked out and they'll have to close. <laughs> so I don't know what the great solution for that is. Um, yeah. I hope I hope like I don't know. I just hope like people can make it through and and keep like, cause yeah, cause once things, it's almost like this grand opportunity for shit to get mega gentrified. Like let's push everyone out who is barely scraping by. And then once there's a vaccine, like let's replace all those businesses with shit. Like I worry with the vaccine thing that once the vaccine happens, many people will be forgotten who are still facing other kind of issues related to the virus, but maybe not necessarily just getting sick. Mm-hmm. like so, I, that's another thing I hope doesn't happen where everyone like vaccine happens and everyone's like we're back to normal and then like there's people who have been impacted economically and shit who are just going to be because even now like the virus is still a thing and like they cut out the fucking unemployment insurance and all this stuff like
1: what the fuck dude <laughs> you know yeah I, yeah, yeah, I read no. something like yeah, 30, the... 30 million people are almost facing eviction in the next month
2: yeah. So like, sorry, I guess I didn't give any kind of specific answer. But yeah, I just, I just hope no, like, right. <laughs> that like the places that are still around like, and are kind of finding ways to still like serve people, you know, like, I think that's really awesome. And I hope they can make it through so that they can also do like the other really important thing, which is like, have a like, really fun, positive gathering places for people to share their uh, what they do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, agree, I totally agree with that. And like, oh, like, I didn't say when. Maybe in
2: a year, maybe in like nine months.
0: Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe I think yeah. start. I what know, does nine, nine months take us? I that think, brings us to when?
0: Um, like what June? is it? It's next summer? Beginning of next yeah. summer? Yeah. I think that brings us to June. Which All right. I think. I could, I could, I, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, who knows, but I, I'm hoping next summer, spring at the earliest. Is I don't think I,
2: that that would be like the 100% back time, yeah. but it would probably be like a, hopefully by then we'll see some kind of shift. Although who knows, three months ago, we we would have had no fucking idea we would still be in this situation. Oh, yeah. A matter of three months. So to, for me to say nine months, like that's triple, you know, like I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, absolutely that's it's true and and you know like you said it's like um at the same time like there are bigger issues that you know like all these spaces you know even if they can't have shows right now they can be uh, addressing these things and doing that like like gap is doing and i'm sure others are as well
2: and and then i don't know how they subside i don't know if i mean i guess through donations and stuff like if people support like Support like the the fact that they're still kind of being a community resource, but obviously donations will get you to a certain place. But like, there probably needs to be bigger, broader action to like really save those kind of, kind of yeah. Because like they, you can't afford to pay rent off donations for forever, you know. Right. Yeah. That's
0: no, uh, true. Yeah, it's true. Well, at the very least, it's like there are there's always the underground of like people doing underground shows and stuff like that. Um,
2: and we'll find creative ways to to keep doing like, if we look at the core of like what's important to us, like find ways to continue that shit for sure.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, just, uh, wrap, wrap up. Uh, do you have any, like, uh, any, anything else you want to add or any last minute plugs or, or anything?
2: Hmm. No, I guess I am uh, thank you guys for, like, talking to me. That was cool and fun to kind of reflect on, like, stuff that I haven't thought about in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just still grateful, really grateful to be, like, able to, like, fuck around with music and art stuff. And hopefully, like, I'll get to share that stuff. I've kind of been pretty dormant in that regard for, I don't even know... You could say ever since i got into modular sense probably i kind of like totally stopped being like the kind of artist that i was like felt like i liked being so i'm hoping i'll figure that shit out and by the time everything is kind of where people can gather i'll be um having something to share with people so yeah
0: yeah can't wait absolutely i say you can't wait we'd love to do a an F set or anything else that you're oh, yeah. conjuring up. That um, yeah, totally, and and uh, really appreciate you giving us our time.
1: Oh yeah, right, pleasure. Your time pleasure talking talk with
0: sharing the time with us. But uh, yeah, it was really awesome catching up and everything, and hearing all the stories and stuff like that over the years. Um, yeah, you really were you know, one of the people on our, li- you know, we have a list of people we want to like to talk to. So, you, know, you know what I mean? So, you know, you are at the top of the list. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, you know, you You're know a true OG, one, one the, yeah, one of the people at the top of the list that we want to, that we want to talk to. So, I mean, I'm really glad that this happened. Well,
2: thank you guys for being keepers of like the scene with both like the sharp memory and just like, giving a lot of energy into like you know keeping it like a fun thing that people are still doing and still excited about it's awesome
0: yeah i mean likewise i mean you've given us a lot of a lot to uh, you know to hope for a lot of digest yeah, give us a lot. a lot yeah you gave us a lot over the yeah. years and, and certainly <laughs> an
2: yeah, and then no no one knows, like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing with the things I'm making right now, so maybe, like, you guys will be the people who will give me, like, a, another little um, show or something to share what I'm trying oh, to do. Oh, yeah,
1: we'll give you as many shows and record deals as you need.